0: With Rob, Ben, and Zach. This is a podcast about cinematic oddities where we discuss any media that is too bizarre, abnormal, or off kilter for contemporary audiences. Occasionally, these projects gel, most times, they crash hard into the realm of obscurity. Join us as we delve into the cult classic swamp. I'm Ben. And I'm not giving up on my mom. And yes, I am using the
1: line from the trailer because i realized kind of at the uh the 11th hour that i needed a quote for this you know um <laughs> even if we did it on the patreon I, we would have needed a one-liner that type of thing but um right. i i have to admit that i was so excited to see this movie and uh i was so excited while watching the movie that afterwards i was like oh shit we have to talk about this on the podcast like i, I didn't think about the quote or anything like that um we are discussing Missing from 2023, a new movie, not only a new movie in terms of, you know, the standards of being released uh, in theaters, uh, something we're covering very close to its release on this podcast, we're discussing the new movie in the Basilev's Company screen life universe for the first time on the main feed. And Ben and I have been joking for a while now that we wanted to talk about this. And not only have we been joking about the fact that we want to talk about this, we want to actually see this movie, but we have been joking that, actually, it's it's probably not even a joke, right, Ben? I mean, it might be actually fair to say we are the only two people that truly care to some extent about the Basilevs, the Russian company owed by Gazprom National Partnership the uh, Russian Petroleum National Gas Company the franchise that they started that no one else other than us seems to know about of movies that take place entirely
0: on a computer screen <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I mean as far as I can tell that that seems to be the case um we do have to include in that my wife, though. She loves these movies now. Oh, and, that, that's
1: uh, good. That's good. Okay, okay. She hasn't been involved in these discussions, but I'm glad that it's carried over to at least one other person.
0: <laughs> uh, and I and I do have to say, when I saw this movie in theaters, there were four other people in the, in the cinema with me, and part of me hopes that they didn't know what they were getting into when they when they uh, <laughs> picked this movie to watch. Like, I, I just can't, you know, you go in expecting a regular movie and you get a screen life movie. And I just think that that would have been hilarious. That but, would be great, yeah. <laughs> But, no, I, I don't have any indication. It seemed like they were all pretty into it. The, the theater was, like, dead silent most of the time. So
1: I am actually very glad that you uh, brought that up because one of my big questions for you was going to be um, what kind of crowd did you see this with? So did you see this on opening night, on Thursday?
0: I saw Yes, I saw it Thursday night, 6.50 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in a luxury lounger, and I didn't even kind of fall asleep.
1: Okay, okay. I also saw And you know that
0: I'm a sleeper.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think, Ben, if anybody, you know, has been listening to this podcast, and and anybody who has listened to our Patreon, of course, everybody go check it out. We're going to talk a lot about our Patreon because this episode ties directly into what Ben and I have been setting up for, I think, two years on our Patreon. Um, Yeah. Ben likes to fall asleep not only during movies but uh, during our discussions as well, you know. Uh, I have to edit out a lot of snoring. Um, (laughs) And I, I snore rather loud so he has to edit up. (laughs) that's why uh the two channel recording is great you know there's a there's a lot of time when i start talking about the how the mpaa switched to the mpa in recent years and you can hear ben just sawing wood in the background Yeah, exactly that's a perfect example i think ben just fell asleep so uh (laughs) let me tell my side of the story no i also saw this on opening night thursday night um 7 p.m uh mountain time uh and I am actually a little surprised because this threw me for a loop. You said what? There were four other people in your theater?
0: Six total. uh, Me, my wife, and four other people.
1: The theater that I saw it in was kind of packed. I think there were 50 people in this theater. Whoa. I was actually surprised. I thought it was actually getting... On a Thursday night, opening night for this movie. I I thought... It was getting to the point where people kept like kind of coming in because I had to buy advanced tickets and which I always do, but I had to like choose my seats and I chose a seat, you know, in kind of like, I usually like the back row, like at the full view of the theater, full view of the screen, that type of thing. I didn't check my like theater seats, which I usually do. Like if I'm getting tickets, even if I get them early, like right before I go to the movie, I'll like look at the seating chart and I'll be like, oh, did anybody else buy tickets? Because I I love that information, you know, Mm -hmm. but I didn't do that for this because I was coming right off work and that type of thing. I just ran over there, and and I was like, oh, I want to see this movie. I'm so excited. It started to fill up where I was like, is somebody going to sit right fucking next to me? (laughs) Like, I had that thought. Nobody did, thankfully. But, yeah, like 50 people. Like, it was an actually good-sized, like, crowd that turned out for this movie on opening night. Here's the thing. Same thing that you said. I don't know if they knew what they were getting into. I don't think anybody else in that theater was going into this, going like Basil Lev's screen life, you know, <laughs> fish and chips, you know. I don't think anybody was thinking that. Um, it was a lot of couples. It was, seemed like a date night movie to me type uh, of thing. Okay. Um, the, the, the people that were closest to me, the theater I went to see it at was one of these new fangled like bistro theaters, so you can like order kind of real food. And oh, you, like, did they bring
0: it to you during the movie?
1: Not during the movie, during the t- previews, which I which I do appreciate. I've never ordered their food because I'm still kind of like, I'm not going to eat like a sandwich during a movie, you know? <laughs> um, but the people closest to me, to my left, in this back row that I was sitting, during the previews, they got a sandwich. And they, from what I heard them say, they loved the sandwich. Like, some okay. the guy took a bite <laughs> and he said to his girlfriend or wife or who, I don't know, uh, I wasn't asking their relationship status, you know, but he was like, "This is really good." I heard him say that, uh-uh. but the problem was, it smelled like he just ordered a bucket of barbecue sauce. <laughs> so I smelled barbecue sauce for the entire movie, which oh, did damn. not take away from the you know experience of the movie. I, I quickly forgot about it because of the, the, this movie. But for like the the trailers that were playing, like when Ant Man and the Wasp trailer was playing, I was like. I'm never going to be, be able to dissociate barbecue sauce from this trailer now, you know?
0: <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's pretty funny. I, I remember when that trailer played, I was just like, hey, it's that bitch from Freaky. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how I describe every person, uh, not just women.
1: So I was super excited and surprised to see that many people come out for this movie. But like you said, and, and like we just said, nobody else in the theater was there. Because of the reasons we were there. And I I think the reasons we were there are what we need to talk about.
0: (laughs) I I definitely think that's true. Uh, I do want to say, though, when when I bought my ticket at uh, right after I got off work at like 430 or something, I bought my ticket online and I picked my seats. Every seat was available. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> uh, I was the first right person to buy tickets for this. A- a- nice. Almost as if I started a trend four other people bought tickets to this movie after that. Okay, okay. <laughs> so it's, you started That's the something. kind of trend yeah. power I have.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. Ben, I think that's the kind of trend power we have, uh, I should say. Um, so to put this in perspective, uh, before we get into the actual meat and potatoes, the background on this, um, I would have done it if it was a smaller viewing. Because there were so many people there, I was kind of, you know, maybe – tampered down from doing this but when this movie started after all the trailers played and I can't remember all the trailers trailers are fucking stupid you know that type of thing I hate them they're just a waste of time I don't watch trailers other than when I go to movies I I saw that Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer for like the 50th time because it plays on YouTube and you know I've also uh, the, the Evil Dead Rise trailer played and I'm like Fuck you. It's not directed by Sam Raimi. I'm angry about that movie, you know. That
0: movie does not look like it's going to be any good. Not to, not that we should spend time on this, but, like, it, no, I was watching that not trailer not and I was Sam
1: like. it's not directed by Sam Raimi. Evil Dead is created by Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi is a visionary. That's why he's famous. We actually talked about it in our Snatch episode about how the fact that he made that movie, got money, made the same movie again, and nobody cited him for it. Everybody thinks the second one's better, but they got mad at Guy Ritchie for making a different movie when he got money. I'm still angry about that. <laughs>
0: I I couldn't tell. Um, <clears throat> I speaking of which, I'm actually going to watch the Evil Dead movie soon. But I was I was watching um, that commercial and I was just like, "Ooh, and you know, no new horror movie." You know, me and my wife are into those, sure, and I yeah. I was like. I really wanted this to be interesting. And then, like, as the trailer progressed, I was like, this looks bad.
2: It
1: looks so fucking stupid. And the, the trailer is like, wouldn't it be scary if a demon had eggs? And I'm like, no, it would not be scary.
0: Well, yeah, and they were like, wouldn't it be scary if a demon came out of a bathtub? And I was like, not really. And it's like, no,
1: you know, you know what's scary? When you go into a bathtub to go into hell in Constantine, that's thrilling, you know? You, you did go. that 20 fucking years ago,
0: you
1: know? Um, but, yeah, so... Like I saw those trailers, the trailers ended, and like I said, I would have done this if it was in a a smaller theater, a smaller crowd. But when this movie started and the logos, the the production company logos started playing, yep. the Bazilev's company the logo showed yep. up, and I internally, I did not do this like out loud because, like I said, I would have if it was smaller crowd, but I was kind of tampered down because it was like fifty people. I wanted to cheer, Ben. I wanted sure. to go. Fuck yes! I am in the theater for a Basilev's movie... And n- nobody, nobody but me, you, and Tamor Beckmaventov, the crazy Russian man himself, who founded the company, care about that logo. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I, I do have to say, I don't think that I had to like fight back a cheer or anything, but I, I do remember, like I saw Tamor Beckmaventov and I saw Anishiganti, uh, his name on the screen, yes. and, I, and I saw the basilevs and I was like,
1: yeah! <laughs> oh my god! So it is, it is great. And to to give some background, because I think this is appropriate, um, Ben and I. For some weird reason, <laughs> we love this universe, this, this franchise. What would you call the screen—I guess Screen Life Cinematic universes. It's,
2: There's it's, no it's a, it's a Universe is—there's
0: no official name. Yeah, it's it's a Screen Life sima- Cinematic Universe. Um, it's also a, a genre of films, but at this moment, it just appears to be this cinematic universe that has— these films, yes, so.
1: yes. the The Bazilev's company is a Russian company. It's owned by the Russian conglomerate uh, Gazprom of uh, p- Petroleum and national gas uh, natural gas. I implore everybody. i I usually uh, when we you know pitch our patreon, Ben, I usually say, or we usually say, you know, it's good fun. There's a lot of other episodes. Not only are you getting access to a lot of episodes, but you're also supporting the podcast. I'm going to go a little farther. And say, everybody, if you like what Ben and I do, and if you like this discussion, if you care about the movie Missing at all, if you even just not like it, if you like it, dislike it, whatever, if you're listening to us here, please go and, like, subscribe. Five dollars on Patreon. Immediately, you'll get access to all these episodes. I kind of forgot, Ben, that in the first 45 minutes of our discussion on Searching and Unfriended, that was the start of this whole screen life thing. That first 45 minutes, I just rant about the way this movie is owned and – a searching – is owned and created by a Russian company that seemingly has no reason to make or own movies. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I cannot believe – I listened to it last night when I was preparing for this recording – I cannot believe I did that much research into one movie. Well, I can kind of believe it because Searching is one of the best movies of all time. It's on my sight and sound list. If I ever am a famous movie critic, I will put Searching on there and probably get angry or yelled at. uh, Other people will get angry about the fact that I put that on there. That is one of the greatest movies of all time. And you can listen to that episode on Patreon. I go hard into literally... Every step of the way, like talking about how that movie got made, we even go into the nitty gritty of why is that movie listed as its budget $800,000 when seemingly that's what Google costs these days. (laughs) Uh,
0: I I do just before we get too deep down this rabbit hole, I do want to throw out there you can buy searching on Amazon Prime right now for $8. Like, that's buy the 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 movie or the Blu ray. that you can buy a, a, digital, a digital version of okay, the movie. Okay.
1: I think <laughs> I bought the Blu-ray for like $4 back
0: in the
2: day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just I, – I bring it up because like I – after watching Missing, I was like, I have to watch Searching again now. And I went to rent it, and it was like rent for $4 or buy for 8 And I was like, that's a stupid question. I'm going to rent it again <laughs> later. Buy for 8
1: not only i'm so glad you bring up the renting versus buying because we also talk about it in our our, our patreon episode um i own this movie on blu-ray it's on my shelf uh, and you i think you actually stole the words right out of my mouth ben um last night when it was late it was like you know 12 30 a.m or something like that and i was winding down getting ready to go to bed so i could wake up on time for this recording which i didn't do in actuality i was like Well, you know, I could watch some YouTube videos. I could throw on, you know, the episodes of Law & Order that I haven't watched, whatever. And I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to put in the searching Blu-ray. And I did. And I watched like the first 15 minutes of searching before I fell asleep. (laughs) (laughs) I also want to bring up the fact that, speaking of our Patreon, searching is, in all honesty, the only movie we have ever done, main feed or Patreon, Two episodes on. Do you remember the more talk about searching where I watched yeah. the commentary and stuff? Yeah, I, uh, an extra 40. After you got the Blu-ray. After I got the Blu-ray, I watched all the bonus features. I watched it with the commentary. Um, I cannot stress. It's not like a gimmick or a bit or anything I'm doing. Searching is one of the greatest movies ever put together. I, I was about to say, put to film, it's not on film, so I can't say that, you know, it's all digital and a lot of post-production. Um, it is one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Agreed. Okay, well, enough beating around the bush. I mean, Ben, if you have any other preamble stuff, please, you know, fill us in, but I think that the best thing that we should say is that we saw this movie missing the um standalone sequel to Searching, which... Not really standalone, because I know, Ben, we're going to have to talk about some of the stuff in this movie that relates to Searching, but Missing, 2023, is the movie we're discussing today, and Ben and I saw it Mm. opening night because we're the only people that care about this weird Russian screen life universe. Um, I think maybe more about the other movies in the screen life universe as we go along, but... Ben and I have kept it under wraps. Ben and I have not talked at all about what we think about this movie, about our thoughts on it. Ben, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? How do you want to unravel it? Do you want to do like a three, two, one, and we give our <laughs> like our thought, like our one-word thoughts? What do you think? I don't even know because Ben could have read my letterbox review with I, this movie, which was I, incredibly I, long.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I, I didn't um okay okay so we're going cold yeah i try to keep it virgin over here um <laughs> you know i i think you're chomping at the bit i'm gonna let you go first
1: okay i'm just i'm just gonna rip the band-aid off i fucking loved this movie <laughs> i loved it an incredible amount i think that while i love this movie i think that i do have problems with it that's i think the best thing to say is that um I guess I should put it in terms of my letterbox review. I gave this movie five stars. I gave this five out of five, and in my review, I said, yes, this rating is biased. There's a lot of bias in this review. I really enjoyed this movie. Do I have problems with it? Yes. But I chose to rate this movie, and I think where I'm going to come at from this discussion, I am choosing to discuss it not in a vacuum, not as its sole product, I think this movie came at the exact right time for me. We were excited. When I say we, I mean you and I, Ben. We're the only two people in the world, as I've, as I've said. We were excited for this movie. It also came at the end of a really long workday for me that had some trials and tribulations. It was a tougher workday. And, you know, when I finished that workday up, I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad to be done. I'm so, I kind of was almost even like, oh my God, and now I got to go to the movies. I might fall asleep during, you know, when I'm sitting in a seat mm-hmm. type of thing. But it came at the right time, a confluence of excitement, a confluence of being generally satisfied with this movie, a confluence of getting the feel of searching in a theater. You know, sometimes a good movie can be great because of what's going on in your life. And I think that's what I'm going to chalk this movie up to. I think this was a good movie. Like I said, I have problems. We'll get into it, of course. But this movie was made great by the time and place it came to me, and it literally did what I think a movie should do. When I go to the theaters and see a movie, it gave me an escape. For two hours, I did not think about anything else in the goddamn world other than the fucking mystery of this movie, and it was so goddamn fun. I loved this movie. So I gotta know what you think, Ben.
0: Well, you kind of took the words out of my mouth. Uh, (laughs) Yes! 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 (laughs) So... I like while we're watching this movie, probably 40 minutes in or something, I lean over to my wife and I'm like, this movie is fucking great. <laughs> like during the movie, I'm like, this movie is good. You did the and opposite
1: they... of uh, I've told this story before, but when Justin, Heather and a few other people saw Joker, oh, 40 yeah. minutes into the movie, Justin leaned over to me and said, when does the movie start? You know, and you did the opposite of going. This movie has started, you know, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um. So so I you know I leaned over. I told her I was like I'm, I'm really enjoying this. Uh, I'm having a good time. By the end of it, that had only increased. I I was very pleased with the movie. Um, I'm interested to hear what your problems are with it. Okay. I I me and my wife did discuss a few things at the beginning of it where it's like there's a little bit of predictability and stuff like that. Um, but aside from that, uh, I was pretty hooked by the story. I I really enjoyed it, and I. Um, I personally like. I I left the theater going like I don't know if searching is better than this.
1: Wow. Okay. Okay. And I, that's I, yeah. Uh, so. Yes. Yes. Um. It. I had the same thought, and uh, I think you know I, I mentioned it in my little review, and uh, this is where really what I want to get into because you and I, Ben, we have talked so much about searching, not only in the two episodes we've done on it, um, but in in since then. I mean, I think what it's been almost like two years since we've talked searching on the Patreon. Um, It's one of our earlier episodes. The thing that really fucking clicked with me in this movie was I was seeing on the big screen something that gave me the feel of searching. Like, I felt that I was getting the experience that I missed from 2018 seeing that movie in theaters. And even though it's not the same directors, even though it's not the same... Uh, person doing the music so it's it's neither Anish directing uh they write the story we'll talk about all that stuff it's not Torin Barrow Barrowdale doing the score i felt like there were moments where i was just like melting into my seat going this is where i'm supposed to be i'm supposed <laughs> to be seeing this type of movie in a big screen
0: right <laughs> yeah i there uh i think you said it best earlier when when you said that for 2 hours you were just engrossed in this film and nothing else um and I I felt pretty much the same way. Like from the moment the the movie started, from the moment we you know we first start seeing uh, deleting Facebook accounts and yes. whatever on the main screen, I was just like, I'm hooked. I'm in. Oh like, my god! Let's and go.
1: That the, the opening scene being called back later with the reveal of what's going on with the mother mm-hmm. i was just like this whole movie was an experience and that's what searching was searching is an experience searching is an experience every time you watch it even when i know what's going on like i oh. said in that episode the moment when you know uh rosemary Vic is detailing when she's captured at the end of searching spoilers for searching if you haven't seen it what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, but is, you know, is that Deborah Messing's character? Yeah, Deborah Messing's character. At the end, when she's like, you know, and I told and I told David Kim that his daughter would be dead because it had not rained. it she would be without water for five days. He said two days. It rained that weekend, and the car does the U turn, and the score kicks in, and I'm mm-hmm. pumping my fucking fists. I'm standing
0: up in my apartment, going, yes, you know. For those of you just joining, we are now following the police SUV transporting Detective Vic and the father of Miss Kim has- So after your arrest
2: the on the way to the station, you didn't say a word to anyone until Mr. Kim asked you, was his daughter actually dead? What did you tell him? I said even if Margot had survived the fall she took, it wouldn't have mattered. She still would have had to live five days without water.
0: How did David respond? The procession is now approaching-
2: Tell them to turn the car around. Road,
1: just a mile Why?
2: He said it'd been two days. Uh,
0: no, no, she no. She'd only have to live without water Stop. for two We're days. The and it looks like they're making a U-turn right now. There was a storm on Monday.
1: That, that was the same thing when, you know, the the reveal of what's going on with the mother in this movie like i said if it was a smaller crowd i would have been more animated i did not want to cause a scene
0: in the movie theater but
1: i was like fucking yes anisha ganti and sevohanian are the greatest new writers of our generation
0: (laughs) (laughs) they they did it again (laughs) yes exactly
1: oh my god
0: (laughs) um no so i actually uh in my rewatching, and i know this is about missing but in my rewatching of searching the, the thing that you, you know, you're saying about it being an, an experience, even though you know what's going on, it's like knowing Deborah Messing's motiv- motivations from the beginning puts all of her behavior in such a new light. It's a, it's a worthwhile rewatch of a movie, yes, which, is, totally.
1: which is one of the greatest compliments you can give a movie, right? Yes. yeah. <laughs> that actually, you know, speaking of missing, that was the thing. When I got out of the theater, it was, you know, opening night. I saw it, like I said, 7 p.m., uh, Mountain Standard Time. And as soon as I got out of the theater at around 9, you know, maybe 9, because of trailers and all that stupid bullshit that comes before, I was like, I could easily go watch that again right now, you know, <laughs> right? not only because it was a good movie, but because I got so engrossed in the movie. I messed up with the thing I really wanted to do for this recording, which was watching all the background material. Um, which brings I had a us feeling that
0: that would be the case, of
1: course. And so I've only seen this once. I'm I'm assuming you did as well, Ben, uh, because we yeah. have you know we have we have lives, we do things. Um... Yeah, there's
0: limited limited time, unfortunately. Exactly,
1: Yeah, and um, I I went into this uh, very much like I did searching. And Ben, before rec- we recorded, Ben said to me. Um, how did we even get on this fucking tear of caring about this weird Russian production company, you know? And I was like, I had the same question. It turns out, Ben, that way back in the day, when we first started our Patreon, uh, I think in, what, late 2019, something like that? Uh, Maybe in late 2020, I'm I'm actually not sure. Um, There was just an episode, I don't know which episode, where basically we were talking about other movies— and for some reason, one of us brought up searching. We were like, oh, that movie on computer screens. And the other one of us said, like, I, I, I've heard about it, but I've never seen it. And then we both watched it. And I think off mic, you and I were like, this was actually really fucking good. We should like, discuss it, and I think I said we should discuss it compared to Unfriended, which is now one of my biggest regrets that our original episode on Searching is paired with a look into Satan's butthole known as Unfriended.
0: (laughs) So, okay, so I was thinking about it last night, and I was just like... Did did one of us pitch on friending and that's how we got on this on this tear? No, we actually like pitched so searching crazy. first, okay. thankfully. That's, <laughs> uh, I, I if I remember right, I think you might have actually brought it up and I was like, Oh yeah, I the, Amazon like started auto playing that movie for me once and I didn't understand what was going on and I turned it off.
1: <laughs> sure, like I,
0: sure. I, I yeah, think we, that's we both had like a it.
1: mild knowledge of it, but we yeah. had not seen it. And I think I was the one who was like, oh, there's these two really famous movies or popular or known movies that take place on a computer screen. We should compare them. And thankfully, we did that because it led us to searching, you know. Um, And I listened to our Patreon episode about it where I go, searching is a movie on a computer screen. Unfriended is a movie on a computer screen. Searching takes the stance of what if a movie was good? (laughs) <laughs> and unfriended takes the stance of what would it be like to live in Satan's asshole for ninety minutes <laughs> um unfriended is one of the worst still to this day I have not watched it since our discussion Me neither. it is one of the worst movies ever put to digital ever put to the art style it's fucking horrific. <laughs> But searching is amazing. Searching is, like I said at the start, go listen to our Patreon episodes. Uh, ben and I spend 12 out
0: of 10 so
1: much fucking time discussing the excellence of that movie in every way, shape, and form. Like, that is literally a perfect movie. And, uh, and missing the sequel to it, of course, what we're talking about, is, is no—it's uh, it's a grand follow-up, you know? I, I, like I Absolutely. said, I do have some problems, but it is fucking amazing. It was everything I wanted. In the theater, getting this story, getting this unraveling—you know—I am so glad I saw it with such a crowd. I-, I guess maybe I'll get to that because as we we're going to spoil this movie for everybody, and it's a spoiler-filled movie. It's not usually where it's like spoiler alert—you know, this twist is coming and it's stupid, which we usually do. This is a this movie's full of spoilers. This discussion is going to be full of spoilers. I am so glad I saw it with a crowd. Because I got to hear the laugh moments, the shock moments, the the mm. gasps and stuff like that. And the one I really want to highlight is at the end of the movie, the third act, maybe like the fourth act twist of this movie, when the dad shows up to June's mm-hmm. house, audible, like multiple people gasped in my theater. And it just
0: fucking damn. warmed my heart, Ben. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so jealous. <laughs> I Like I said, I it was damn near dead silence the whole time in in my theater and i and i definitely had an emotional reaction to it but man i'm jealous you got to like hear other people have an emotional I'm, reaction i'm
1: i'm shocked that there were that many people like i said date night type of thing i think that was going for yeah, yeah. but still opening night on a thursday
0: yeah thursdays that's not yes. a, yeah yeah so that's i don't know maybe some people did know about this we might have to concede that maybe there's like four of the people <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah we have to find them this is our craigslist post you know do you like the Basilev's company <laughs> you know and yeah, one person responds and be like you mean the, the company owned by gazprom national partnership and it goes, we found our soulmate
0: ben <laughs> <laughs> Put it, post it in the Misconnections subreddit right right or, or yeah. our craigslist or whatever <laughs> yeah
1: yeah misconnections um so i this is one of those instances i saw this two nights ago i think ben you saw it two nights ago i have I I, liter- I tried to make some notes for this. My notes are only two things I wrote down that I found that I did see in the background that I want to highlight um, as we talk about the background information of this movie. But we should not get there yet. Uh, my other note is my letterbox review, which is very long, and basically saying, you know, this movie came at the right place at the right time, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Let's get into it. I am so fucking happy that you loved this movie as well, Ben. I think the thing that we should talk about first is... Um, that this movie is not directed by Anish Shaganti, uh, the original director of Searching. It's also... It, it is it is written and produced by them, Shaganti and Ohanian, uh, Anish Shaganti and Sev Ohanian. Uh, it's directed by two guys whose names I don't have written down. I'm sorry. Maybe I'll put it up later in the discussion. This is kind of their first thing ever. I want to talk about the directing because I already mentioned it with this movie giving the feel of Searching. I would have loved if this was a directorial effort from Shaganti because we love him. We love searching. We love Run, which you've also talked about on our Patreon, which is him doing live action. Um, live action, God. They're all both live action. It's him doing a non-computer movie, <laughs> you know? Um, but I think that this movie, like I said, gives the feel of searching. These two new guys, whose names I'll pull up probably when you're talking, when I throw it over to you, Ben, if you're going to copy, they copied the best. This movie felt like it could have been directed
0: by Shiganti. Do you know what I mean? Uh, absolutely. They, uh, I, I feel like they were, they, they looked at a style and they were like, I'll try that. And then, and then they stayed so faithful to it. Absolutely. Like, I'm just like, I'm just imagining like artists, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm going to copy that style for the, for this image I'm drawing. And it's like, you can, uh, sometimes it's done really well. But sometimes it's not. And this time they fucking nailed it.
1: Absolutely. So their names are Nick Johnson and Will Merrick. Uh, I think before this, they've done some commercials, maybe a music video or two. Uh, but they are so unknown that they don't even have Wikipedia pages. <laughs>
0: oh wow! I um, like I don't even know if I could say that there's anything that that like gives it away that it's not the same people.
1: Okay, okay. I, I so and,
0: maybe you have something. But yes, I, yeah. I
1: So so this is where that my my issues that I think when I rewatch this movie, it will get knocked down. Maybe not from, like, to a four-star, I think this movie might be four-and-a-half-star, because this movie's fucking great. I mean, I love this movie. The story is by Ohani and Shiganti, and Ohanian and Shiganti. So they are still, you know, at the top of their game. They're writing some of the most crazy stuff. Um, It's still wild to me. We talked about it in our run discussion on Patreon, that Shiganti and Ohanian are so intensely inspired by M. Night Shyamalan but they are incredibly better than M Night Shyamalan <laughs> uh, because they can write real twists and they can write twists that when you see them you go oh my god i cannot believe i didn't figure that out you know and that's right. the best type of twist is when you when you go like fuck i'm stupid for not figuring that out you know um, that type of thing but nick johnson and will merrick uh, they took this this idea of the screen life movie Uh, They took the idea exactly from searching. I'm so glad they did not, you know, mimic off of uh, Unfriended or Profile, the other two other movies. I'm so glad they didn't do that. They really mimicked it or copied it off of searching. The problem that I have with the directing, and I think I'm going to call it directing. It might be the thing we talked about in the episode, the the notion of – discussion of visual photography, this new credit that was created because of all the post-production and searching. Uh, I don't know if Ben remembers that. It was a very small part of our discussion, but like they had to do like two years of post-production to make all those computer screens and stuff like that. Oh, so yeah. So the editors yeah. got like visual photography credits instead of editing credits and stuff like that. Um, the problem I have with this movie and the thing that really makes me like think it's not uh, Ohanian and Shiganti is they are using these screens as a landscape more. And the thing I mean by that, and the thing that caught me off guard in a few instances, is that they almost used the screens and the text message bubbles and the attributes of a screen as three-dimensional. So the thing I'm thinking of is there's one moment, I think it's like right when uh, Storm Reed, who plays June, Junebug, in this movie, she is like realizes she's late for picking up her mom for the airport or realizes her mom is missing. It's somewhere in that first act. And like mm. the, to show that she's shocked in a lot of like movies in, in like the language of movies, if someone gets shocked and, or like surprised, they'll zoom in to like that character's face. Right. There's a moment in this movie where they zoom in and it looks, it almost comes across as like cheap 3d to me. Like the text bubbles, like kind of act as layers it like it, it almost seems like it's zooming into the screen and it's not just zooming into her face, but it's like trying to show that like it's like using a, a wide angle lens, like a fish eyed
0: lens on the computer screen. Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I think so. I, I didn't. It didn't like uh, I guess I didn't notice it during the watching, but I think I know what you're trying to describe. Yeah, they
1: they try and use like it it almost like layers the levels of a computer screen where like, you know, the bubbles of like the text messages kind of like rays off the screen and you know it it almost looks like they're they're doing some like adobe after effects to the images on the screen where searching kept everything flat and i that took me out of it a little bit because i was like i get what they're going for maybe the better example is all the um the week she parties when her mom's gone before she's going missing the week of partying is a lot of like trickery with the screen like trickery with the text message bubbles with the FaceTime and stuff like that and it's a lot of you know a, a little a little too much of using the screens as a landscape rather than a flat like delivery if that makes sense I and this is also the weirdest critique coming from the me but of course the two of us who are the only people who care about these movies
0: <laughs> yeah I'm not sure that i necessarily can agree i mean i i only watched it the one time sure but one thing that did kind of come come to mind now that you're mentioning this and i thought, thought it at the time but i guess i'd forgotten i feel like they spent more time like with facetime and snapchat and tiktok videos so like they showed more video of people in this movie than they did in searching also mm-hmm. and like interactions of people off um you know where they where they just had essentially like we're watching what might be filmed on a, for a normal movie just on a screen because it's like TikTok or whatever. Yes, yes. Um, and I feel like they they le- le- leaned on that a little heavier than they did in searching, but it wasn't so bad that it, like, bothered me. It was just – I just, like, noticed it. I
1: no, I'm, I'm with you, and I, I felt that same way because I think searching, the first time that happens is, like, an hour and ten minutes into the movie when they go to, like, news footage of, you know, like, you know – like, the search for Mar like, Margot Kim's car has been found in that lake, you know, and it's actual news footage, and it, it pulls back to reveal that it's, like, someone watching it on the screen. They do that almost immediately in this movie.
0: Where and they do it twice pretty they, quick. Yes,
1: they do it twice pretty quick, but I almost lost my mind in the theater, Ben. Once again, I was, since I was with the crowd, I, I kind of kept myself tampered down, um... In in like the, the first act of this movie, after the opening like setup, you know the whole thing with the father, like the home video, and then the whole deleting of the Facebook accounts, it cuts to something that looks like a movie, you know, like a, yeah. like a film. And I was like, "Hold the fuck up! No, no, this is not what I want," you know. But it, it is pulled back. It's it's pulled back and revealed that they're watching on fiction, this fictional show in this universe, in probably. One of the things which happened so close to the start where I, like, started to really melt into my seat and go, oh, fuck yeah, man. The fact that she is watching the
0: Margot Kim the episode. The
1: fictionalized version of Searching on Netflix, it pulls back to show that while she is watching this, she is reading the, like, BuzzFeed article about how this compares to the real-life events of the Margot Kim disappearance. And this movie immediately goes, hey, all you fools in the audience, remember searching? This is in the same universe. And not only is this in the same universe that we know about the events of searching, it is literally in the world that searching took place. And now we are fictionalizing it through a Netflix show about that event. I, I mean, it is... I I fucking lost my mind, Ben. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I definitely was... Um... Like, you know, we're getting the the disappearance of Margot Kim. I think there's some like news footage looking stuff on the screen, but it's not John Cho. And I was like, yes,
1: but it, but it's 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 that scene where he's wrapped in the blanket yeah, during the storm yeah. and, and they have the car and Rosemary Vick, whoever's playing her, like shuts the trunk. And, you know, it's like we found this or whatever. And I'm like, it pulls back and it's like the disappearance of Margot Kim, like Unfiction episode two or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> definitely I, I had a very similar response uh, and i was b- part of my initial response was actually like oh man are they just doing fan service but then like unfiction became kind of important throughout the whole show yes the whole movie so i was like i don't know i'm i guess maybe i'm sure not st- still not sure how to feel about that
1: well i i'm glad you bring this up and this is something i, I really wanted to pick your brain on or, or get your thoughts on we talked about it a lot in our searching discussion and i think it comes up a lot in um just when anybody rewatches searching there's the moment where the story of margot kim or margot kim's disappearance the daughter's disappearance becomes like an internet phenomenon and mm. we get that you know kind of uh montage uh to some of the greatest music ever by toren Barrowdale in um the in searching that montage of you know all these subreddits talking about it and you know the, the whole thing of like people on the internet going, Oh, the dad did it, you know, and and David Kim, John Cho's character, like here like reading all about that and he's he's freaked out and like it becomes a, a um like a, a cultural point. But in searching, it's pretty localized. Like I think that, you know, the people that talk about the disappearance of Margot Kim in Searching, like, in that movie, it's just kind of like, you know, local subreddits, like the the Los Angeles subreddit, or wherever they are, you know, like California subreddit. It never really becomes, like, a a news story for the nation or anything like that. I love the fact that Missing goes the next step further. I fucking loved the fact that there's the same montage in this movie, in Missing, but it goes... Well, no, this isn't just a local news story. Like, June is getting contacted by podcasts, by true crime podcasts, by Netflix. We get the montage of, like, podcasters doing the stupid thing that we're doing right now of going like, but I, th- I think, you know, the mother was in on it. No, I don't agree with that. I love that. They took it the next step because that's what we're living in this day and age. The fact that if somebody goes missing, if this true crime story becomes popular, if it gets any amount of, of like media traction, you're going to get all these podcasters wanting to talk about it you're going to get these people wanting to make tv shows about it and stuff like that i love that this movie took that angle for a little bit
0: uh yeah i definitely did too and like we see the there's like two guys i it looks like they're like streaming on snapchat or something yeah, like i don't yeah. fully understand what technology <laughs> they're using um <clears throat> but but they're like talking about how how they think the moms in on it and stuff and i was just like this is this is so and like there was a moment where i was like this is going to be me and Rob. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be doing this. Like I felt like a little weird being shown what I was
1: about to be doing. I, I, I am also very disappointed that during the uh, production of this movie, because of our love for searching. And to be fair, it is, it probably didn't happen because our two searching episodes are behind a paywall that they did not reach out to us to play that part in this movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been dope. We can only hope for searching three. I don't know. Where you, what First one's Searching. This one's Missing. I don't know what you'd call the third one, but I mean... I,
0: I, I'm glad you bring up Searching 3, because I think I told my wife as we were leaving the theater, I was like, they could remake this same plot seven times, and I'd watch it every fucking time. Right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> if the Screen Life movies are... If they're this good, keep it going, Bazalev's. you know?
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Um. But no, yeah, We we absolutely... Need a part in searching three, uh, of course. Um, uh, uh we uh, we would do that, uh, I think, um, for one dollar. <laughs> I don't want to say free of charge, Ben. I would like to be paid one dollar for
0: that. <laughs> I mean, if they just display cinemodities on the screen, that's enough for me,
1: uh, right? On, right? On. So, like I said, I don't have any notes for this, so this is going to be a fast and loose, and we're also recording this two days after it came out. Um, and uh, it's not going to be as detailed as, as our searching discussion. But, Ben, I want to throw it over to you. Big highlights. What do you want to talk about? What, what's the, what are the things that come to mind for you? Because I'm sure this is going to be a big just deluge of us remembering things about the movie. But what do you
0: got? <laughs> uh, I love the Javi character. Okay, okay. The, the, this is The Go yeah, Ninja guy?
1: Yeah, yeah we, we have to talk about this because, um, you, know, you know what it made me think of? The mailman in Run. In our run dis- <laughs> in our run discussion, once again, Ohanian and Shiganti, two of the, the best fucking writers, uh, Anish Shiganti, one of the best directors of our era, and it's such a disappointment that he has not made a movie since run two years ago. We talked about in the run discussion, it's like, what if you had a male character that was good, you know? And that seemed like just the weirdest thing because it's like, in modern era media, male characters are always fucked up in some way, you know? I'm not saying that they do bad things, but they do, like, questionable things even when they're, you know...
0: Am, am f- I a good guy that did a bad
1: thing? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, even thinking of, like, even though they portray him as the hero of Law & Order Organized Crime, Elliot Stabler, he's a flawed character, you know? Like, mm. he is purposely flawed, in not even in Organized Crime, but in all of his run on Law & Order. It is so refreshing to see a male character that is just a good dude. And Javi in this movie is a good dude. <laughs> and I love it. I love seeing that. Javi is amazing. <laughs> to the he's, extent He's the best. He's the best. To the extent that when June has the the when he when she snaps at him and he's like you would know about that cuz of your stuff with your son and he's You can see in his eyes, and once again, it's a great, you know, representation of the direction of Nick Johnson and Will Merrick mimicking uh, what Sev Ohani and Anishikanti did in Searching. You get so much emotion through a fucking FaceTime or WhatsApp camera, you know? Yeah. You get so emotion that I'm in the theater going like, June, no, I know that you're lashing out because you're upset, but Javi's, like, the best person in your life right now, like— it gives yep. you all the emotions. <laughs>
0: yeah, I I had the same feeling. It's like, what? No, don't hurt, Javi. Hobby. Hobby's <laughs> working for eight dollars an hour, driving this scooter all around fucking Columbia. Even to
1: the extent that I one of the my favorite moments in the movie. It's so small, but when she uses the um the the Apple Watch, the smartwatch, to call him when they're trapped in the house at the end, mm-hmm. and he picks up finally, and he goes, "I need to use." The location device, do do not, the location, do not call me again, you know, I'm like, oh my god, that is such good writing right there, like, he would say that, you know, because you know that he's angry, they're angry at each other, he's angry at her at that moment, but he still picks up to say, like, do not call me, I need to use GPS, He still picked up though! He's still yeah. a good dude. Oh, it's so fucking cool to see. It, and it reminded me of The Mailman in Run, who unfortunately does not get a name. I don't think the name of the mailman is ever revealed. He's just the mailman, unfortunately. Where the mailman speaking to Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson's like, "You know me. You know our family." She's just having a freak out and he goes, "I understand what you're saying to me, but I need to take this seriously." You know? Yeah. And it's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> what a good dude."
0: <laughs> Absolutely. It's um it's the moment where you're like, This is my one chance to be a hero. Yes. I have to try I have
1: to try. Talk about role models, man. I, I, I wanna be the mailman from Run and Javi from this movie. <laughs> Do you know what actually I was really hoping for? I'm glad that they did something. I really wanted in the final moments of this movie for Javi and June to be like together. You know, I was hoping that like Javi would like show up in America or something. Oh yeah! Um, I really wanted them to like meet, but I'm glad. Even though I'm disappointed that did not happen, which I think would have been a tough, you know, pull for the movie. Yeah, be like, would've... why did he come from Colombia or been... why did she go to <clears throat> Colombia or something? You know, I really do like that they mention because um, the mother um, Nia Long is the actress at the end. She's like, your friend Javi like friended me on Facebook or something, and yeah. I was like, you know what movie? I'll take it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, well, and she's like that we get to like see pictures of him with his son in her like video or photo feed or or yes, chat feed or whatever. Yes. and I was like, Javi, you did it, man. Like June convinced you that you need to reach back out to your son and you fucking did it. Like meeting this girl who just like was really in need of help, like he took that seriously and he and he changed his life about it
1: it's it's great. It's great to see good people in movies. and and that's something that we shouldn't I, I mean, it's unfortunate that we are, you know, just like relishing on and loving the fact, but uh, because it's so rare, but it is so great to see good people in movies
0: <laughs> for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Javi is great. I, I do not know the actor. His name is Joaquim de Almeida. Um, I've never seen him in anything. I have not really seen. Well, um, Ken Long, who plays Kevin in this movie, I've seen him in a lot of stuff. We'll talk about him, um, but a lot of these actors, uh, I, I don't really know too much about. And, Javi uh, Joaquin Almeida is one of the people I really don't know. Fucking great, fucking killed it in this movie. The, oh I know, yeah, and maybe great that's the other thing we should like transition into the performances in this movie. It we talked about it in our Searching episode and our more talk about Searching episode. This is, I think, something people don't give credit to these screen life movies for because most of them are not good, unfortunately. It is really difficult to act against nothing, you know these sure. these yeah. people when they are filming this movie they are looking at a blank computer screen it's not like they're doing facetime in real life and acting it out with the other people like they're looking at nothing we make the joke or uh, i should say john cho makes the joke that we talk about in our searching discussion where he says it's really hard to act against a blank screen but then i realize that i'm i can kind of see my reflection in the computer and it is cool because I'm such an attractive man. You know, Jon Cho (laughs) makes that joke, and it's like, okay. Because Jon Cho's a charming motherfucker and one of the best actors of all time. But to give a performance like this is really difficult. You know the other movies where people act against nothing? I think of, like, the Star Wars prequels. You know how much, like, Ewan McGregor and Liam Neeson in, like, The Phantom Menace had to act against a tennis ball that would be replaced by a CGI Jar Jar Binks and stuff like that? And those movies suck in their performances because everybody's like, well, I can't give a performance because I'm acting against a tennis ball. Mm-hmm. These actors are acting against fucking, not even a tennis ball, a blank screen. And it is amazing what they get out of these performances.
0: <laughs> I think that the acting against Dobby the house elf in Harry Potter mm-hmm. is also
2: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. done similarly. Uh, that That's maybe not as bad as the acting against Roger Binks, but... But yeah, I mean, it's I I can only imagine it's incredibly difficult. Like he, I like I, I gotta wonder. Like, did they did they make Javi hold the phone and like <laughs> film himself while I, he was talking?
1: I don't know for this movie, but from what we found from the background features of searching that. They they made, who unfortunately, I don't remember her name, the actress who plays Margot Kim, when she was doing all the phone stuff, she had to hold not only the phone, but the phone with the camera on top of it, with all the cords coming out of it, held by people so she wouldn't trip over them, just looking at a blank phone, you know? And, like, when she's filming the stuff at the lake, or, you know, the lake that she goes, like, the last time she's found or seen... Like, yeah, I think that they had Javi holding a blank phone with a bunch of cameras and cords on top of it. And they probably had him doing the same thing when he was on the scooter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully they were safe because that could be dangerous.
1: It is insane to to watch this movie and, you know, knowing this. And I'm hoping we're we're actually like giving, uh, shedding some light on this because. I think a lot of people would see a Screen Life movie and go, oh, yeah, it's easy. You're just on Skype and Zoom and phones and FaceTime all the time. No, you're not. Like, all of the other stuff we see is post-production, you know? So I hope that we're shedding some light on, like, these performances being so good. And maybe, like, I'm not saying anybody in this movie should win like an Oscar because I'm, I'm never going to say that because I'm still waiting for Kira Allen from run to win an Oscar because she should win. An yeah, a, she should win fun. every fucking award in the universe for the performance she gave in that movie, her climbing across the fucking roof with water in her mouth.
0: Is, oh my God. Is
1: deserving of like a fucking, I don't know. She should get like an honorary millennium prize for that. You know I'm, I mean? I'm
0: going to have to watch Run again now. Uh,
1: she, she is, uh, <clears throat> Um, amazing but like I'm not saying anybody in this movie should win an Oscar but for it to be so immersive and I'm never taken out of this movie because of the performances that is a testament to like how good they are when they're acting against nothing when Javi and June even though they are on the phone on FaceTime or WhatsApp for most of the movie they never actually share a scene together they might have actually never spoken in real life ever
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's weird. That is a very strange thing to consider. Like that, that they may have never even talked to each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god, that's insane. That totally could be the case. I'm sure they like had them meet just for the sake of like building um, chemistry tests stuff like that you know yeah. yeah absolutely but but, but they could have yeah. done it without and that's that's insane
1: absolutely and then even down to the the minor side characters and i think the the one that really stood out to me is Vina, so um mm-hmm. june's friend vena has not much to do in this movie but she's fine she's good i mean
0: she's just there to support june
1: exactly and i love the fact where you know she is on the, on the there's that one moment where um June's on the phone with the um, the FBI or the um, the attaché from Colombia. Uh, the uh, what's his name? Park agent Park.
0: Elijah Park. Yes. Yeah,
1: Elijah Park. And Vina in the background is like you know th- she says something like you know they totally got kidnapped and June's like shut up Vina you know or something like that. Oh, I,
0: <laughs> I think she says um, that Kevin hired the driver.
1: Yes. Oh yeah. She's like he totally hired this guy and 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 June is like I am on an important phone call right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like those <clears throat> small moments that work so well in this movie.
0: <laughs> Abs- yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things that like caught me while I was watching this movie is 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 some of those background performances where we see Vina just like being there to be supportive yes. and then like with the fight that we see between Vina and um and June where she's like I don't like you know that if we were watching this from the outside like we would be asking some of these same questions mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I get that it's upsetting to you but like it's you know I think she even tells her, like, not to worry about it too much, but but that it it makes sense that people are asking the questions and she's like, just get out of here. And like some of those interactions, like from the supporting character, it's like that's it made it makes the movie feel that much more real. Yes. Um, And and there's, you you know, I I like to get fucking engrossed in a movie. Um, Sure. And that that goes a long way towards it.
1: Absolutely, and I'm glad you say engrossed in the movie. Of course, we've talked about and main feed and Patreon, Ben. You are story ented. Th- this movie sure. is story ented. This movie oh, yeah. is fucking all about it. So,
0: wall to the wall story. Every the whole
1: time. single time in this movie. Well, I-, I say every single time. It happened once in this movie. Uh, what I'm about to describe. It happened once in this movie where, while in the theater, I was like, "Oh, why are we doing this?" You know. But I was quickly. Brought back to to real, realization and uh, uh, you know the 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 genius of um, of Sev Ohani, and Anishiganti. Um It was the moment where uh, June is going through the messages between Kevin and the mother on their dating profile or whatever it is. Oh yeah, yeah. There, like when she first starts going through this, I'm like, <clears throat> I'm like, oh, I don't give two fucks about you know this shit. You know, I'm like, oh, they're gonna be sappy and love each other. But very quickly, I was brought back into it, going oh, no, the purpose of this scene is to show June her mother as a real person, not as her mother. Like, the purpose of the scene of showing, like, how her and Kevin talk to each other on this dating profile is not just to give us... Well, it is to give us backstory about their relationship, but it's also to show us that she has to learn that her mother is not just this authoritarian ruler over her life type of thing. It's going Mm -hmm. to show her... Show the mother in this light of like someone looking for romance and someone looking for you know something more in their life and you know talking about the the moment that took me out a little bit was it's like well my favorite eighties band is New Edition and that's my favorite eighties band and I was like what the fuck is this and I quickly was like oh no this is purposeful very purposeful because the daughter needs to learn the Jew needs to learn that her mother is a person that has feelings and thoughts which is very greatly not as good as the end of searching of course the 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 end of searching is the daughter applying to music school and not showing um if she gets in or not but showing that the background of her computer is her and her father not her and her mother anymore um right very much in the same style the end of this movie is june changing her mother's little picture in her phone from the woman with the curse like the symbols over her mouth to the mother without the symbols over her mouth um right it's it, God, it's amazing what small touches in a movie can do, Ben. I think that's what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> Something uh, that I, we we see at the end, you know, whenever we see the the mother without the curse word expletives over her yeah. mouth, when we see that little avatar, we also see that that uh, June is applying for study abroad.
2: Yes, and yes.
0: and I remember thinking, like, don't you remember what happened to your mom the one time she tried to leave the country? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a good point. I didn't think about that. I really like that. Yeah. Wouldn't you be turned off from leaving the country for a little bit?
0: You know? Yeah. So like, I, I mean, I, maybe she's like trying to go study abroad in Colombia and, and whatever, but like to like go meet Javi and, yeah, and yeah. whatever. But I was just like, this is not good for your family. Like you're not supposed to leave the country.
1: <laughs> that, that is a good point. <laughs> right on. So I,
0: yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but uh, we definitely got a lot of character growth and in, in the understanding between June and her mom. And in part, that was delivered because to some degree, we get the impression that June feels like the dad is being forgotten or left behind or, mm-hmm. or whatever, being replaced by Kevin. But then the understanding that the dad's actually not dead and that he's actually a bad guy like that really changes the way that June sees all of all of the stuff with her yes. mom. And that, like that recontextualizes her whole life pretty much. Where she's just like, "Oh, my mom," because this whole time she's like, "Why would my mom like not share these things with me?" Mm-hmm. And she eventually finds out like her mom didn't share because she was hiding, and she they, had to change yeah. her name and she had to lie about certain things. They
1: drop the breadcrumbs very. Th- this movie is so masterfully written because Shaganti and Ohanian are great writers. Um, they, they're the um like we talked about. They're inspired by M Night Shyamalan, and they have taken everything he's done wrong and made it better. You know, um, yeah. that. They drop the breadcrumbs of the mom is hiding something a few times throughout the movie, and it's great. And, you know, it comes to a head when the media is like, you know, oh, did your mom go by different names? Like, is she in on it? She's a suspect now, you know, and that leads to the montage of the podcast and June, like, commenting, like, none of this makes sense, you know, and stuff like that. Um mm-hmm. Very much like we talked about in Searching, the twist of Searching, you know, happens with um, – uh, spoiler, if you haven't seen Searching, like I said earlier, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, but the, the twist of that being that the detective, Rosemary Vick, Deborah Messing's character, um, was in on it the whole time, you know? That's right. the big twist. And some people – you and I, Ben, we love that twist. We think it's greatly set up like we talked about. But some people I know on, on the internet and stuff, some people don't like that. Whatever. They're stupid. Um, they're, they're dumb. they got small brains. they got smooth brains. I think that's the insult <laughs> kids are using these days, you know? You know? Um, what do you think about the twist of this one, that the dad is still alive? How, uh, how, did, that, how did that work for you?
0: Be- before I answer that, I have to ask, did you at any point believe that the mom was in on it? No. My,
1: okay. I did not. My big thought, because of course, going into this movie, I knew there was going to be a twist, of course, you know, because yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's the movie we're seeing. Um, Ohani and Shiganti, we uh, we know they're going to have a twist. My thought, and this is going to sound crazy, Ben, but this is what I thought. In one of the first scenes where Amy Landecker shows up, so Heather, the um, the lawyer friend, mm-hmm. when she shows up to June's house before she starts partying, like... What there's that scene where uh, Amy Landecker shows up while Venus shows up with alcohol, and she has to like put it back in the car or the trunk or whatever. In that scene, she makes the
0: comment about Kevin looking good. Yes, yes, beach body. Yeah. In
1: in that scene, my thought was, Amy Landecker is in on it, and she had the mom go missing because she says something like, "I want a custody case for one of my clients." So Ben, my actual thought was. Amy Landecker, uh, uh, Heather in this movie, uh, basically made the mom go missing so she could adopt June for some weird parental reason. I was getting run vibes of, like, I need to make you my daughter type of thing. Okay. Um, uh, That was my thought for most of the movie. And then, of course, Heather dies, and I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, I was wrong. And I loved it because I love being wrong and being subverted by a movie like this.
0: (laughs) So there was kind of, like, the obvious thing that I felt like they were setting up, which was, like, That Heather is jealous of uh, Grace's relationship with Kevin. Yes. And that she was trying to get Grace out of the way. And then maybe even that Kevin and Heather have been cheating. And then for whatever reason that they feel like they need to kill Grace. So, like, they're in on it together. Mm -hmm. So, like, those were some of the – definitely some of the thoughts that ran through my mind. Uh, But there was, like, a brief moment where whenever they show – they show somebody sending a message to Kevin. And it, it turns out to be the culprit sending a message to Kevin. Yes. And he, he says, like, I planned this all so suspicion wouldn't fall on you. And I was like, shit, there is something in the mom's past that has made her need to hide. Sure, sure. And and, you know, he's he she got Kevin to help her. Like, I, I was really I was on that track for like a probably solid, solid like seven minutes. OK. And I was like, oh, I you know, I think we're going that way. Um, but then the, so the dad shows up and he's just like, your mom took, took you away from me. And, and so like that kind of confirmed, I was like, okay, so the thing that she's hiding is that she stole a child from this guy and took off mm-hmm. while he was sick or something. Cause like, you know, we see the nosebleed in the video and it's yep. aneurysm doctor stuff. And so I was like, oh, okay. So like her past is that she's, th- that she stole her daughter and is hiding from this guy and maybe this time she didn't feel like she could take her daughter with her because she's an adult. And so this time when she ran, she just had to disappear.
1: OK, sure. No, I, I know where you're coming from.
0: Yeah. So so I totally like there was at least like 30 or 40 seconds where like all that was coming together in my head. And then uh, then it's revealed that the dad's actually an abusive prick.
2: <laughs> and that yes. the video was
0: doctored. And I was like. God damn, like fucking whiplash. And that—that is what
1: I want to mention. That is the not—not the moment in this movie, but one of the moments where I'm like, "This is amazing. These guys know how to write." And you know, Nick Johnson and Will Merrick, even though I don't really know any of their stuff, the directors—they know how to direct. The reveal, because the movie starts with that thing of like the video of the father with the nosebleed, the video of like trimming the video, the deletion of the Facebook accounts and stuff like that. The the voice messages of like, oh, sorry to see you go to the mom, you know, but we understand. And it's all played as like the husband died. The husband had a brain tumor or whatever, um, whatever causes your nose to bleed. You know, it's the same thing that the main character from Prison Break had, that type of thing. And then the reveal where they replay the same shots, and it's like, nope, the dad didn't die. He was a coke fiend. He was a drug addict. He was a bad dude. She deleted it to get away. She was in an abusive relationship. I'm well, like,
0: we even we this even see a... that document yes. where it, like connects her to Heather, and it's like, you have to you have to cut ties with everybody you know. The, you yes, to, and the, like... the email of her where
1: she's like, I'll do this for you pro bono and stuff like that, and like that's yeah. how they became friends and stuff. And I'm like. I'm just in the theater, and I'm like, this is what a movie should be, <laughs> you know? Like, this, this is the way to to make a movie right there, you know? Like, pull the rug out from under me, and, yeah, it pulls the rug out from under me where I, like, I fall off my feet, I fall flat on my ass, and I don't think it
0: hurts because it makes me feel so good. So <laughs> yeah. like you're just so stunned. You're like, holy shit. And it all like this whole time, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, Heather, you know, because at this point, like, Heather's dead, and I—I I wasn't convinced that she had nothing to do with it. I at this point, um, and, and like we see the photos where it looks like she's being stalked and and yep. maybe having to do things against her will. But I'm just like, you know, maybe that came later. Sure, like maybe she was involved in it, and then somebody, you know, some there was like a double cross. We don't really know what's going on yet. We don't know why they went missing. We don't know what kind of money's involved because we we hear a couple times about money moving from her account and shit like that. And so I'm just like, you know, maybe Heather is actually not a good person. And then we see this this reveal and I'm like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah. Like Heather is
0: maybe the best person. <laughs> right? And <laughs> I I just it it just it was such a wild ride. I, I'm I'm glad you
1: mentioned it because unfortunately Amy Landecker Heather does die in this movie. I think that this movie did did the thing maybe not did the thing did a thing that i'm so glad they did searching is very much thrilling you know searching is a movie that keeps you on your feet for the whole you know 100 minutes that type of thing um even though we spoiled some of it i i like we said at the start even knowing where the movie goes when i watch it again i'm still on the edge of my seat you know it's um it, it's it's a testament to a good movie type of thing you know it's like a what i've always said about I love Return of the Jedi, the the third Star Wars film. That's my favorite Star Wars film. It's probably the only one that I really, really enjoy. I love that movie so much that at the end, I know Darth Vader's going to throw the Emperor down the pit at the end. I mm-hmm. love that movie so much that during that last fight scene, I still, like, grip my seat and I go, is Darth Vader going to do it? Is he going to be <laughs> the good guy? You know, it's it's it, that comes from a joke from a stand-up comedian who I don't remember that I heard when I was, like, you know, 12 years old, where he's like, mm-hmm. The stand-up comedian does a bit about Hoosiers, the basketball movie, and he's like, "I love Hoosiers so much. I've seen it a million times. I know they win the game at the end, but still, I'm like, are they going to win the game at the end? You know, <laughs> okay, that's. A, I think that's that's not only funny, but it's a testament to a good movie. You know, sure, sure. the scene yeah. with John Cho and his brother in Searching, where you, you know, as we said in our discussion, where it's like, is there an incestual relationship going on? Even though I know there's not, and the brother's just giving Margot, you know, pot, I'm still like, oh my oh, god, yeah. you know, is, is the brother fucking bad. the yeah. daughter, you know, that type yep. of thing. I, I love that notion. So searching is thrilling in that sense. But searching has no thriller elements. Missing goes the step further, where the daughter, or June, thinks that Heather is in on it and goes to her office. The whole scene where Heather, uh, sorry, June is filming Heather's office with the smartwatch— and going to the computer, finding the pictures, that is legitimately thrilling. That Absolutely. is right out of a tense, suspenseful movie. And I am so glad that they included that element that searching did not have. Like, I was literally on the edge of my seat waiting to be like, like, I, I bought popcorn. I, on, on, I don't know if we didn't actually talk about this. Um, the 19th, when we saw this movie, January 19th, was like National Popcorn Day. I actually got, like, a large popcorn for $3. It was the first time I've ever gone to theaters and got an amount of popcorn for a price that I thought fit the amount of popcorn I got.
2: Okay,
1: sure. So I had popcorn for the whole movie. I never get a large popcorn, you know? I always get, like, a small because I'm like, I just like – I get a small, I trench it in butter, I eat in three minutes in the trailers, and I'm good to go, you know? Sure. So I had popcorn the whole movie. I – physically stopped eating my popcorn during this scene because i was like what the fuck is gonna happen i was like this movie just got scary for a moment
0: (laughs) yeah definitely i'm glad you brought that up because like the whole time i'm just like is she gonna find her dead is she gonna get found like what what the fuck is gonna happen and they do they they do that fake out where she hears somebody but it's
1: just like the janitor going by the room and stuff but then she finds heather's dead body and you know and I was like I said on the edge of my seat, and that's the thing. Searching is thrilling. This movie is also thrilling, but it actually has a scene of a thrilling movie in it, which is a great yeah. addition to the Screen Life universe. Because we don't, maybe we get that the closest we've ever gotten to that is um, Unfriended Two Dark Web, which is a better movie than Unfriended with some of like the the scary things of like the girl in the barrel and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's thrilling. But that's just kind of scary. Like we talked about on Patreon, like scary in like a mind bending way. This is in missing. This scene is like five unadulterated minutes of you going. I do not know what's going to happen. I am literally like waiting for the drop. the other shoe to drop and to feel like a jump scare. But I'm so glad they didn't do a jump scare. It's just tension. Tension, 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 basted in tension. That's the thing that they've added to this Screen Life universe. Where I'm like, Just like thank your God, heart the whole time. Exactly. Like, <clears throat> yes. Yeah. And th- that's what these movies were missing. We did not have this in any other Screen Life movies. The what, four or five that came before the, four that came before this. And I'm so glad they added that in there. And it's so refreshing to be like, here's the trope. It's all on. Well, it's, I don't know if it's a trope. Here's here's the gimmick. It's all on a computer screen. But we're still doing new things with it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck yes, Basilev's company. <laughs> <laughs> Why does nobody know your name? <laughs> <laughs> what other moments did you have? Any other any other moments that uh, that stood out to you or things you can think of? Because I know we're both racking our brains for things in this movie. <laughs> we, d- we also nev- we barely ever do this with new movies, you know? Um, so it, it's pretty cool uh, to gush over a new movie like this.
0: <laughs> sure, yeah. I think the uh, you know the the misdirect with Heather um, and and how well, I mean we haven't really talked about Kevin at all and the sure. fact that he's like a con man. We,
1: we should talk about Kevin played by the great, great Ken Lung. Ken Lung is a, an actor He's been around forever. I know him best. Uh, he's miles from lost, the guy who can listen to dead people he can't talk to dead people he can listen to dead people uh, i know ben has never seen lost but he knows i love it uh yes ben there is a character who can hear the thoughts of dead people in that show and it is the same guy who plays kevin in this movie <laughs> hey. he's fantastic he's a great actor and once again these all these performances are good he is perfect for this type of role i not only love the scene's that we get of him. I mean, what? We only really get one scene where he's in the movie when he says to June, like, I, I really like your mom. And I know I'm kind of like the other guy who's just dating your mom. But we're going on this trip for a special reason. Every time we see him other than that is like after the fact, you know, in like videos from the dating website or learning about his past. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, I I, I do want to bring that up because because he asked her in that scene, like, how's your laptop running? And yes. like they set it up that he like fixed her laptop, but when yep. he fixed it, yeah, he also put uh, spyware on it for her dad, which is some fucked up shit. Oh, absolutely. Oh my god. Um. Okay. Well, let's continue. But but remind me uh, <laughs> that I I want to say something about about the mom's telling her, uh, the daughter to delete her voicemails. Do that now. Just do it now. Okay. We're, right. but this is all over so, the place. Do it now. Yeah. Go, go all for right. it. So. so <laughs> There's there's some point like at the point where, you know, I'm thinking that the mom is actually trying to disappear. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the, the daughter's looking through her text messages and she sees June bug or something. And that that clues her into the password is yes. actually June bug, not June. I, I see that the, the text that I'm focusing on is the one that says, like, you need to make room in your voicemails. And I'm like, shit, this lady is planning to disappear herself. And the way that she wants to communicate with her daughter is by sending her voicemails electronically, not through a phone call, but through some other service. Ah. Uh, and so I'm like, she wants you there to be room in your voicemail inbox because that's the only way she's going to be able to contact you after she disappears. Right on. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, like all in on it, you know, at that point, I'm like, oh, my God, like she she's like fucking clear out your voicemails like your mom's trying to contact you. Of course, that's not where it went, but that mm. was totally where I was. Dude, I.
1: I had the same a a similar thought maybe not similar in what you said but this whole movie every line of dialogue every piece of information they put on the screen I'm like is that a clue? Is that a clue? Is that a clue? You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just watching it so intently, and I think that goes back to what we were saying earlier. The other people in our theaters, you know, the 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 four other for you, the forty nine other for me, that type of thing. It's like they don't know what they're getting into. You know, this ain't just a fucking computer
0: screen movie, okay? You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's not, and I, I I really like I don't know. I I still just want to hope that at least somebody in your theater didn't know that they were going to see a movie all on computer screens. I
1: would, I would, yeah, I would,
2: I would really love that. (laughs)
0: Because like, that's just like, what do you do? You walk into a movie and it's like, I'm watching a laptop. <laughs> I don't, I don't right? understand.
1: Yes, yes. Um, no, you are absolutely right. That That's all these clues. Um, but back to, uh, to Kevin, Ken Lung in this movie. He's great. His performance is awesome. Uh, a lot of it comes after the fact, which is a testament, once again, to be that good in a movie when you're just doing like post footage is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. But once again, it's that red herring it's that you know going down the trail of like learning that he has this history as a con man that whole chunk of the movie where it's like he has all these aliases like her getting into his email and stuff like that um it it's so it's so cool you know i mean like i i think i've told you this story before but i was talking to someone when um the new matrix came out what was that like last like a year ago or a little over a year ago um, when the new Matrix, Matrix Four was coming out, we watched all the Matrix movies. And we, when we watched the first one, you know, I was watching it with like Justin, Heather, and some other people who who knew me. And they know I'm like a, you know, in in the least flattering of terms, like a movie snob. You know, like I I am a little snobbish about like what I like and don't like with movies. And I think Ben can <laughs> agree with that. You know, it's like I'm very particular. There's there's things I find stupid. Yeah. There's things I find great. But when the scene happens where. Keanu Reeves, in the first act of that movie, he gets the package to his office, his little cubicle, and he pulls the phone out, and the phone rings immediately, and I'm like, that is fucking cool, you know, and one of the people we were watching it was like, you think that's cool? Like, not that they were saying it's not cool, but like, you, Rob, you think that's cool? I'm like, yeah, that's fucking badass that that happens, you know? That's what, like, I think this movie is like with these these notions of like this post like post messages and learning these things about our characters i'm like this is fucking cool i can't really explain it but it fucking clicks with me in a way that i'm just like this is badass this is awesome i am so hyped up and into this at this point
0: you know what i mean <laughs> absolutely i mean i the whole time that's that's what i i experienced so we haven't talked about the climax of the movie at all either which I think we should definitely discuss. Sure. Sure. So I, I, I think I have to set up that, that, or I have to say that they set it up so well with the Siri stuff throughout the whole movie. Yes. <laughs> like the whole movie, like there's, there's like all this, this, like you don't have to use Siri for everything. And like, you know, there's just all kinds of talk about Siri. Even then in one of end, those, like...
1: uh, dating videos that, uh, June watches, uh, after the fact where, you know, um, uh, the mom is sending a video to Kevin and the mom says like, Hey Siri. And then, you know, in the background, June is like, Hey Siri, you know, that type of yeah,
2: thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And then uh, like, you know, there's even the Kevin comes back with like, "Hey Siri, remind me to ask Grace out for dinner." And then he's like, "What? Wait, what? This is a bit." And then you know, he's just doing a little, a little bit. Yes, um, yes. very charming, I have to say. <laughs> oh yeah, that was totally fine. Uh, and I they, am so they, uh,
1: like, uh, like so charming that I'm like, I might put that in my playbook going forward, of course. You know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you know, they, they they um they set it up that that series involved and stuff, and and we see um. Junebug, like, looking at – like, she finds those sur- surveillance cameras, and she gets logged in, so she knows that her laptop is up w- with the surveillance camera that's in the room that she ends up stuck in, and yep. her phone is right next to her laptop. Like, she has the wherewithal to remember this during this situation. Like, sh- the fact that she remembers that oh, her –
1: my god. Thank you. Thank you for saying that, because you you just – that – this is the detriment of not taking notes – We talked about in our searching episode, or our more talk about searching, in our long discussions on searching, the fact that that movie is a class for John Cho. Do you remember the fact that, like, throughout that movie, John Cho is learning how to get a password, learning what UCAST is, like, learning this? And then the final act of this movie, of that movie, of searching, is, as described in the commentary, his final exam. That all of the knowledge he learned about computers has to come together to figure out the mystery. Right. This movie is... The reverse of that, it's like, well, if you have somebody steeped in the modern era of internet technology, they know everything. And this movie is like – no, if you know – if you're a master at this stuff, it comes down to not only do you know it, how do you know how to use it, that type of thing.
2: Right, And yeah. it
1: was so cool to see that, and I think that's what you were just setting up, her having the wherewithal to remember and acknowledge – and understand how technology is interacting to make that final scene with Siri so impactful,
0: right? And the the fact that she, um, like I said, the fact that she remembers it, but 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 then like she, you know, so she's using technology through technology, yes. Which which is just you know, it, it, it like it's it's meta in real life, right? Like it's like she's like one layer out from using Siri. She's using Siri through a camera, yes. yes. And and so it's like there's part of it's like she has to she has to wait a certain amount of time like she has to say, hey, Siri. And then she has to she has to wait and like and then she has to say dial 911 and she has to hope that Siri actually does it like so she this whole time she's just like got to be just saying over and over again, like we're at four, eight, six, five, one Mariposa Road, whatever, like yeah, over and yeah. over again, um because that's the only way that uh, that the police are going to be able to find her. But. You know, so so she has to she has to be like that in tune with the technology, and yes. I I was just like blown away by it. And what uh, a
1: good, not only a good payoff, like that's that would be the closest thing in, in uh, this movie. To, like the moment in Searching where she's where John Cho says two days it rained on Saturday and the car turns around and the score swells. Like I said, I'm pumping my fist. That's right. the closest thing in this movie when she goes, "Hey Siri," and the phone lights up when I'm pumping my fist. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Also, the fact of, it like you said, it being set up, but also the tension being built of showing her laptop screen with the battery low notification in the top right where it's like, yeah she had there's a- an actual ticking clock there's stakes yeah. not only the stakes of the battery low but also her mom being shot at that point which oh yeah is, which is somewhat you know <laughs> like lesser than the fact that like i care more about the laptop battery running low than the mom being shot
0: <laughs> that was a harrowing moment.
1: A harrowing i am so glad my thought was once the whole movie unravels and they're trapped in that house you know which we know is in the middle of nowhere like the father's the father's father's house or something in the beginning that they say they got it from like grandpa or something like that, you know, whatever. Um, I thought the way that they were going to be found was Angel, her friend, was going to be like, oh, like I've had location turned on on my smartwatch and it was always at your house, June. That's why I kept bugging you about it. But he was going to be like, oh, now it's at this place way out in the woods. I'm going to go there. I thought yeah, that's how gonna it was going to go get my smartwatch. Maybe not call the cops, but, you know, fun. I thought he was going to show up and that was sure, going to be sure. like to save like another person was going to show up and realize what was happening. But I'm so glad they did the Siri thing. Like once again, even when the movie and the twist of the movie was revealed, I was still my brain was still racing like a mile a minute to figure out what was going to happen. How were they going to get saved and stuff like that? Right. And they even subverted me there, you know. <laughs> cuz the smartwatch plays a role, but they can't use it cuz the dad what realizes like who'd you call and they take it away from yeah, her yeah, or yeah. something like that. And so Well, and
0: she cuz she she tries to call uh Javi or yes, she does call yes, Javi. Yes, yes. And the she's numbers, like yeah. yeah, she's like, you know, g- g- give me the, the numbers off this Instagram photo that I posted and you know, please call the cops and tell them whatever and you know, presumably like he doesn't get the whole message or doesn't do it or whatever uh but then she has this other way to achieve it which which was pretty impressive but I do have to say like you mentioned you know this this movie is like a, a testament to like what it's like to be completely subversed in this technology and to know how to use it yeah and um my wife while we were watching this movie she she is um 6 years younger than me and I swear to god she was like two steps ahead of me the whole time <laughs> right on <laughs> she, she was like Oh, she should be doing this, like going through this account. She should be using this to try to recover that. And it was just like, like, I know these things, but you apparently know them a lot faster than I do. <laughs> right on. <laughs> and that, so that was very interesting. Um, and, and it, you know, it's a testament to, you know, she's in her mid-20s. I'm in my early 30s. Like, it's, there is a difference. Uh, she, she was fully raised in this technology. This technology came about when I was, yeah. you know, in my, my early tween years sure um yeah. so I don't know I, sh- I thought that that was uh, something neat to see like the actual effect of that sitting next to me
1: no that is that is a really good point and I think that goes to um, you know like we were saying about this this change from searching John Cho being the older uh, character, him being the main character and being older, like, learning this technology. Like, mm-hmm. it's a great scene. It's it's one of the best scenes in any movie ever of him learning what UCast is, which is the Searchings version of Twitch, basically. Um, right. And, and we talked about it in our Patreon episode about the fact that it's, like, it's so cool to see someone learn that in a natural way in searching compared to Unfriended, where they feel the need to explain, like, what a reply button is in an email. And it's like, <laughs> did you make this movie for 80-year-olds? You know, it's like, what the fuck? Like, you're marketing Absolutely. this to teenagers. Yeah. Everybody knows what Never Have I Ever is and shit like right. that, you know? Yeah. Um, it is. It is so... Great. And that was one of my things, one of my hangups, even though before seeing this movie, so everything prior to Thursday night, Ben and I were really excited to see this. Ben and I were like pumped up that it's from the writers. You know, we were a little dismayed that it's not Shiganti directing, but whatever. You know, my, one of my big hangups was going into it. I was like, I hope it's not just a rehash as much as rehashing searching would be good because it's one of the best movies ever. I was like, I really don't want it just be the same thing, like hitting the same beats, you know? It is yeah, so yeah. cool that they did not do that and they gave us this notion of no nobody's learning the internet in this movie. It's no it's using the tools you already have at your disposal. Like oh. if if searching is John Cho like buying the tools and figuring out how to use them, this movie is someone's had the tools for years and it's like how do I it, it this movie if searching is like let me buy a candle. Uh, let me realize I need to buy a candle to light it to see something. Missing is like I've had a candle for years, but I need to understand that it's not just a candle, it's string and wax. How do I use string and wax in this sure. situation? And right. that is such a great thing to do for a sequel.
0: I, I totally agree. Um, and one thing, you know to to this notion of of figuring out how to use it, when she finds, uh, Go Ninja and and uh, Javi. Yes, she she does it by trying to use TaskRabbit and finding out the TaskRabbit doesn't work in Colombia. Fucking amazing. And then trying to find the Colombian alternative to TaskRabbit. Yes, that
1: is uh, that is something where I'm watching this and it's such a small moment in the movie, but I'm like, that's smart. That's yep. smart. Yep. <laughs> I and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, that would have taken me a day to figure out, you know?
0: <laughs> right, and she doesn't have a day. Yes, like my my wife uh, was like really impressed by that uh, and I, I was I, at first it didn't really click to me like how how good of a move that was but it was like oh shit like she took no time at all to just be like I'm gonna I have to hop over here and it's, start it's so start fucking good
1: it's so yeah. fucking good man <laughs> so um so uh, of course Ben please continue to think moments we have to talk about of course uh, I will think as well but now I think is the time to talk about um, some some of the major things that uh, that that really stood out to me. Some of the things that we have set up in our discussion of the Screen Life Cinematic Universe from the Bazalovs Company, and also talked about in our original um, discussion on searching. Um, so, I guess the best way to start is uh, with some disappointments. Uh, there 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 are a few things that you know. While this movie is amazing, and uh, even as I said at the start, maybe when I watch it again, it won't be. You know, five stars again on Letterboxd. I think now that we've discussed it even more, it's probably going to still be five stars. Um, this movie's great. I I do have some disappointments. In our discussion about Searching, uh, we talk a lot about the fact that that movie is subtly about an alien invasion, if you remember, Ben. <laughs> right. And we actually had the knowledge that Searching 2 was in production or in the works may not in production in in talks when we discussed searching back in 2020 or something 2021 or whenever we talked about that we knew that a sequel was in the works mm-hmm. and i said in that discussion it better be about aliens <laughs> unfortunately this movie was not about aliens but you better believe ben that there was a part of me when the mother went missing and I did not know where the story was going to go. I really wanted them to, to say be abducted by aliens. the mother, was a, mother and Kevin were abducted by aliens. I really would have liked that. Um, a little bit about – I want to talk a little bit more about the alien thing um, in, the, uh, in the, the actual things I wrote down to make sure I did not forget about this movie. But one of my other biggest disappointments, I – cannot be truly disappointed by this because it is not directed by anisha ganti but i looked high and low one of the things i was really looking out for because she's made an appearance in both searching and run the fish and chips girl seems to not make an appearance oh, in this movie yeah i really really wanted to see the fish and chips girl in this movie <laughs> sure. Whose whose name I do not know. I know I've written down in some notes from way back the, when. You're talking
0: about you're talking about the model that is used. Yes, as yes a... the
1: the stock photo model who is um used by uh, Rosemary Vick's son in searching, and then is the um the the college advertisement girl at the very start of run. Um yeah, uh, yeah I really wanted to see her. She she's this weird she's this very tall, lanky redheaded girl, and she's made an appearance in both Shiganti movies. So like I said, I can't be too disappointed because I would imagine if this was directed by Shiganti, she would have made an appearance. Um, but since it's not directed by Shiganti, I can't be too upset, but I really was looking for her. (laughs) Sure. But back to the alien thing. If anybody does not understand, um, please, I won't detail it here because we spent like 40 minutes on it about the fact that I thought searching was about an alien abduction or an alien invasion when I first saw it, Um, but that's a big part of searching. One of the things I did notice, uh, of course, watching this movie, even though I was engrossed by it, when I had the thought, when I had the, the conscious thought to look at the sidebars, the um, the tickers in this movie, I did notice that during one of the news scenes in Missing, in one of the um, the uh, the sidebars, it talks about green lightning similar to that scene in 2018. And if you remember, Ben, one of the news articles in Searching that led to my theory, and it's not even a theory, it's actually like proven it's actually shown by the filmmakers in a bonus feature on the blu-ray that they made this alien subplot hidden in the background that they talk about green lightning and i love the fact in missing that they say green lightning similar to that scene in 2018 which is the year when searching came out how fucking cool is that (laughs) (laughs) that's
0: that's pretty fucking solid yes i did try to pay attention to the background some um it it did feel like there weren't as many like Placements for where there could have been mentions of yes. things about aliens, yeah. but I also couldn't pay attention as close as I would have liked. That's
1: why I, one of the reasons, not only because this is a good movie, I want to see it again to really watch those, <laughs> of that, that side stuff because that that's the whole thing is that the reason that I. Got the, the reason I watched this movie after we talked about it is I was like, what is mise-en-scene? What is set design for a computer screen movie? And it turns out it's um, the greatest thing ever, and they put hours and hours, hundreds of hours of work into it um, in searching, which is, go like I said, we detail it. We don't have to rehash it. Go listen to our Patreon episodes. We talk way too much about all the backstories in there. But now, Ben, this is, this is the thing. This is the big thing that I'm so excited to talk to you about. One of the things I noticed in the ticker, uh, I think it's in maybe the hour 10. I don't, actually don't know what fucking times are in this movie. I was so engrossed by it, you know. There is a moment, I think, when uh, the news, uh, the media is covering the, uh, the case of um, uh, the, the missing mom, that type of thing. We see a ticker at the bottom of this media story. And the ticker says. And I'm pretty – I'm going to, of course, probably get this wrong, but I tried to write it down immediately after I saw this movie so I could get as close as I can. It says, quote, convict escapes from Belfair Women's Correctional Facility. Oh. Belfair Women's Correctional Facility, I went back and checked, is the name of the prison that Kira Allen goes to to give her mom the pills at the end of Run. Are you serious? I am 100% serious. Dope. So this has to be a clear connection to Run and Sarah yes. Paul. So it does not it says it says convict escapes. Doesn't say like the name of, I don't remember what uh, the mother's name in Run is or anything, but convict escapes from Belfair Women's Correctional Facility. I noticed that it said womens That's the thing that tipped me off. I was like, women's correctional facility? We've seen a woman's prison in Run before. And if you go to the last scene of Run, when Kira Allen, in that big momentous scene where she actually starts walking to go through the metal detector, Mm. um, because she's not being fucking drugged out by her crazy mother at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. You see on the wall, it says, Belfair, like, women's prison type of thing. How fucking cool is that? That there is some notion... That not only is this in the screen life cinematic universe, this movie might have some connection to run as well
0: that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, I appreciate that. I have to say um I, I like the idea that these movies just could could just be in real life, you know like they just are in <laughs> an earth that is like right. our earth. Um, you know that, that's pretty dope.
1: That was the one big thing I picked up, other than the Green Lightning, like I mentioned, but that was the one thing from the ticker. And once again, if it was a smaller crowd, I would have been like, you know, like, oh my God, like I would have screamed from the back of the theater, you know, but yeah, I I tampered myself down. But that was internally, I was like, like I think even you know well I probably didn't do it maybe with one hand because one hand was like filled with buttery popcorn maybe with one hand I, like ran my hand over my hair and I was like oh my god everything I want is coming
0: true from this movie. <laughs> um, so I, actually while we're on the topic of, of this background information, uh, my wife did ask me. She was like, "Do you think Rob's going to do as deep a dive into into the like background <laughs> stuff as you did for searching?" And I was like. Probably not for our first recording. Yeah. And I, I just got to put it out there. I said our first recording because I expect when this comes out on Blu-ray, there might be a recording for Missing Part 2 uh, similar to what we did for
1: certain. 100%. My only fear is that this might not get a home video release. Because as Ben and I have talked about, I think off mic, off mic, it is one of the most upsetting things that Disney, who owns Fox... Disney's a stupid piece of shit company for one reason. They decided that Barbarian is not getting a a Blu-ray release. And I... This is Sony. Sony's different. We're gonna hold out hope. If this comes out on Blu-ray, I'm gonna buy it as soon as I fucking can. Um, Of course. I... I hope that it gets a release. I hope that it has a commentary. I hope that it has bonus features. And you better believe, Ben, I'm going to watch it immediately with the commentary, all the bonus features, and we will do another recording. Uh, the moment this comes out, because uh, most movies, like what's the, um, what's that Santa movie we talked about off mic with David Harbour? Viol- Violent Night. Violent Night's like on Peacock already. Like oh, God, it, it really? like, came out a week ago or something, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Like, and so we can watch that now. This movie is going to be on streaming as soon as it possibly can, because that's just the way movies go these days. I'm going to watch it again as soon as oh, I can. Of course. And we're going to have to do another recording because the, the next time I watch it, I'm going to be looking at everything in the
0: background. Of course. <laughs> and Yeah. And that's I uh I told her I was like, there, there's probably no way that he's going to be able to do this because he's watching it in the theater. Same as us. And I was like, I don't know. He he might like try to take some some screenshots or something, or some some snapshots of the screen if it's not too crazy busy in there. Um, I don't, uh, but it I don't turns know. out
1: it was crazy busy, and it turns out this movie is fucking amazing, and I was engrossed by it.
0: <laughs> right. So there there was just no time, and uh, and so I was like, I you know I, I fully expect that we'll come back to it.
1: Absolutely. Um, and I mean, it's not only worth discussing, Absolutely. or we'll, or
0: we'll find out if it's. I mean, if it's not as worth discussing as searching, we'll discuss that, and that will. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah, um, so. and not only is it worth discussing as a movie itself, but I mean it is a great entry into the screen life universe. I mean I'm so glad that it's uh, it's 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 way better than Profile, which I think was the last – well, no, we did Unfriended Dark Web after that. Dark, Unfriended Dark Web is really good, um, it turns out. This is way better than any – so I guess that actually leads to the question. On our Patreon, we've covered every single Basilev's Company screen life universe movie. Um, yes. We've done searching, unfriended, unfriended two, dark web, boogaloo, and profile. Um, yep. We actually ranked them at the end of unfriended uh, dark web, which is our most recent one because we finally just pulled the bandit off and did that. You know, uh, uh, a year ago or whatever.
0: Do you um, remember our rankings? Because I, I, I'm sure searching was the top. I think I, we I, have I the
1: same rankings. Um, okay. I'm pretty sure. So I pulled mine up. I did not go back and listen to our dark web episode, but I'm pretty sure we have the same rankings. Um, so I have mine up. Uh, searching number one. Unfriended dark web number two, profile number three, and then uh, number four through 10 billion infinity plus one is blank, and then uh, at the end of time is unfriended. Um, I think we have the okay. same rankings so, there. <laughs> uh,
0: so what it's searching is top. Yep. Then, unfriended uh, dark web is then second. Unfriended dark web. Then because profile.
1: that's actually –
0: a decent oh, movie. good movie. That yeah, movie actually totally, is
1: scary. You know, It,
0: it does not It does not deserve to be attached to Unfriended. Yes, like, that's what we have said. In,
1: done. I'm pretty sure that's what we said yeah. in our discussion, where you you harped on that. You were really angry about it. You were like, this is a good movie. It should not be related to dog shit. Like, literal, a dog took a shit on the side of the road, and it is called Unfriended. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> that's where correct.
1: would you put this one now, Ben? We have to do We have to do it. We have to rank. Well, I'm, I'm a ranker. You're not, so if you want to abstain or think about it more, that's fine, but I, I have to ask, where would you put it?
0: Okay, so this is the thing. Remember, I, I said earlier, I walked out of the theater thinking, I don't know if searching is better than this. Yes. It is so close between these two movies.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Um, Which is
1: fair. I un- I understand why you're saying that. I just have to disagree. I, I do think searching is definitively better. Okay. um, But that is also coming with, you know, me being a scholar of that movie
0: to some extent. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Like I, I'm, I'm inclined to edge like a little bit towards Missing.
1: Really? Okay. Uh, okay. Which
0: is like it's so slight, and I would want to watch them closer together. Because, like I said, Ooh. I you know I went home and I tried to I, I put on searching. I didn't finish it because I had to go to sleep for work and stuff. So I would like to, I would like to watch Missing one day and watch searching the next day. That would be And great. then watch missing again and then watch searching again and then I can maybe tell you which yeah, one is better. I,
1: I actually agree with that. I think these two should be used as a double feature of course, for not only the purposes of ranking but also just to for comparison and if, if you're if you're locked into the screen live genre these two movies are the best of that genre. <laughs> but I'm so, with you. I think we're both in agreement that these searching and missing are one and two. I think searching is one. This is two for me. And you are saying it might be a little interchangeable.
0: Right, yeah, okay. they and they may swap from day to day. Like that's how. <laughs> so you're taking a, close you're taking
1: start. the page out of uh, me with Henry Selick, where I'm like, I love all four of these, five of these movies, and they could. Ju- it's just whatever day you ask me, which one's my favorite. That's when it changes, you know. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. It's, Sometimes um, I'm having a Coraline day. Sometimes I'm having a Nightmare Before Christmas day, you know. <laughs> right. Sometimes it's, I'm uh, having a slower, bo- slow Bob in Low Dimensions day.
0: <laughs> it's like a duality waveform or wa- wave 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 particle wave oh sure duality. yes yeah. it's like uh you don't know which one it is till you till you look at it you know it's it or or the schrodinger's cat like you don't know which one it is till you. yeah the
1: something like the uncertainty principle like measuring yeah. it like the act of measuring it changes my perception
0: right that's <laughs> <You're> right, right. <laughs> so it's it's just like it's that tight
1: absolutely uh, no i think that's actually a really good way to put it um but i am also glad that we are in agreement that um uh, unfriended is still one of the worst things ever put to, to, to the artistic creativity medium. <laughs> I,
0: I I have to say I'm also I'm also glad that that you feel the same way about Profile that I do. That movie was aggressively mediocre. Yes, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, it wasn't uh, it wasn't terrible, but uh, I I still think about regularly at the end of that movie when she's texting or typing a chat to her boss and she says, "I need to release this article." I can't live with the fear. And then the next thing, all caps. <laughs> the fear! The fear! <laughs> yeah. I laughed out loud in the theater.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, that's, uh, that was some
1: funny shit. Um, but that, so, Missing, any other, any other moments? I mean, I don't want to cut this dis- discussion short. You said it best that we're going to revisit this, of course. Uh, I mean, but was there any other things that popped into your head? I'm trying to think if there's anything else for me. I mean, I don't think so. But any other things you wanted to highlight about Missing?
0: I I think that we're gonna have to revisit this movie, and when we do, we'll have to get a little bit more in depth in, um, into like the actual plot synopsis and stuff because we didn't really talk about that much this time. Sure, and I'm not prepared <laughs> to give. Like I'm not prepared to be confident about the order of things for some stuff.
1: No, I'm actually with you, and I'm actually really glad you say that because I was actually thinking um last night when I was preparing for this, I I tried to do a little bit of notes like I said, but I ended up just writing down the um the green lightning and the women's correctional facility thing. Um, I was like, I don't really remember the like the minute details of this movie, but maybe. Not maybe. That is a testament to how good this was. I left this movie feeling like it was an experience. Like I spent a good two hours in a theater. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was. I, I felt very similarly. I was very pleased with my experience, and and uh, to some degree, there were definitely things that were forgotten <laughs> yes. because of that. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, because you're right. It
1: is uh, worthwhile to revisit. Happens. Absolutely. So, and like I said, so we will revisit it. This will be on streaming. Very soon, like we said that 's how movies go i don 't know where it 'll be on stream, maybe peacock, maybe HBO Max they all come out like a month after they 're in theaters, whatever like Violent Night just came out. I know Amsterdam was on HBO Max like three weeks after it 's theatrical. I think Amsterdam was like still in theaters when it came out on hBO max um, uh, the movie that won 't come out in streaming anytime soon is Avatar because that movie's going to make two thousand bajillion dollars but I have no fucking time for that shit. I'm not going to see Avatar 2. I hated the first one. I'm not spending four and a half hours in a theater. Um, I don't think it's that long. It probably is that long. Um, This will be out soon. We'll revisit it. But, Ben, I think we're both in agreement. Our only hope is that it gets a home video release because I would not only love to own this movie, I would love to get some bonus features. I would love a commentary. I don't even care if it's not Shaganti and Ohanian. If it's the directors, if it's the actors, any information about this movie, I would love to hear more of. And like I said, I just want to harp on it again. Uh, Disney, which owns Fox, is a big piece of shit. One of the biggest upsetting things is, yeah, I can't own Barbarian on Blu-ray because they've decided not to release it on home video, which is fucking stupid. That movie was in theaters for like seven months and made a bajillion like dollars in profit because it was cheap to make. My biggest thing is that we're never going to get to hear a commentary of that movie from Zach Cregger, and that's a fucking bummer, isn't it? That's a travesty. That's a travesty. If if we got that movie on Blu-ray, we would have a commentary from him, and it would be the we would do a whole episode on that commentary. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a, a commentary. I think Ben would be like Rob. You, you I, like I will buy this just to listen to that commentary. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, that movie was. I I would love to know what his process is like and what he what he thinks about absolutely barbarian. so we
1: can only hope that we're going to get that for missing and so fingers are crossed right now fingers are crossed right. um any final thoughts on missing before we get to our questions Ben
0: No I was just about to remind you that we actually have to do the questions Yeah yeah um,
1: it's uh, yeah it's one it's uh, it's uh, it's different for us for um the screen life movies we we usually only have to do a one liner for him but uh no, right. so yeah. so cinematics and late night what do you think for missing
0: Cinemodities. I mean, I think we're early enough in the screen life genre that we can still consider these odd.
1: Sure. Okay.
0: Um, Late night. uh, Duh. (laughs) Fucking. I'm going to show like this right up there. I was searching. I'm going to show this to everybody.
1: Um, I have to echo that sentiment. I go. I went yes to both. I even. Well, I wrote yes to cinemodities in my my few notes, and I wrote yes with an exclamation mark to late night. Yeah. Um, This is this is odd. I mean, I think that. You know, I've I've used searching as a late night movie, even though we didn't do that on the main feed. Um, I think we have talked about it in the past that it is a late night movie. It is a cinema Um These, it, it's so weird to have a movie one just in a vacuum on computer screens. I think that genre is unique and something that um, has drawn both of us to it. But when you show it to people, for them to be like, you know, you tell them, oh, it's the movie that's all take place on computer screens. They might be like. Okay, that's weird. But then you watch this or searching, and maybe even, I've never done it, but like Unfriended Dark Web, they go, I did not expect it to be that good. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> even, even oh, if, yeah. Even if people don't love searching like we do, the people I've shown it to are like, that was solid. Like, that was not what I expected when you told me it was all on computer screens. Like, I thought we were going to get, like, bullshit found footage, like I was going to watch a TikTok for 90 minutes, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. There, There's a lot of room to be disappointed uh, as you know, unfriended delivers that perfectly um, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> from the screen. Light. And, and I, I think, you know, I did not expect it to be that good is like the sentiment that I would have to describe, like I, that's how I felt the first time I watched. A hundred percent, and yeah, I did not expect it to be good at all, and it was fantastic.
1: It's still, I mean, not not only as I've uh, expressed enough of my love for searching in this movie, it is still to this day one of the things I will do is I will show that to people who have not seen it, and I, I try and do this as much as I can. I will, I will watch that movie with people. We will sit down for that one hundred minutes. They'll be like, that was, that was good, you know? Even, like, love it. No, I've never shown it to anybody who hates it, you know, thankfully, because yeah. you can't hate that movie. Um, like it a, or love it, those yeah are the options. And, and you know, they're, they're just like, that was good. And then I, it's one of the best things that I get to do in my life. I get to l- turn my head, look them in the eyes, and go, at any point during watching that movie, did you think it was about aliens? <laughs> and they go, what? And I go, when I first watched this movie, 30 minutes in I was convinced the daughter was abducted by aliens <laughs> yeah. and I get to explain to them like I did to you back in the day in our Patreon episode that I was convinced it was an alien movie. <laughs> yeah.
0: Nice. That's great. I'm, I'm glad I didn't pick up on it at all. I learned about it during that, that conversation. I'm glad that you have that, that you can just like, it's so cool. <laughs> carry around with
1: you. Uh, it's amazing. And John chose amazing in that movie, best performance of his fucking career. Um, Everybody, everybody, uh, John Show should win an Oscar. Keira Allen for Run should win an Oscar. Keira Allen, like I said, should win a Millennium Prize. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) she's great. Anisha Anishiganti and Sevahani, and even though they only wrote this movie, it comes through. So I guess then this is uh, the thing I was kind of putting off. I don't have anything written down, so I'm I'm actually pulling something from your playbook, Ben. Coming up with them on the fly snacks for this movie i mean the one that pops into my head is alcohol because that's the party scene at the beginning of this
0: <laughs> right the, the the trunk full of inc- an incredible amount of different kinds of alcohol yes um, which
1: what do, do, they don't spend that much money on alcohol right doesn't she venmo like 120 she, bucks she
0: venmo's 120 we we have oh, to assume okay, that yeah. other people are also Venmoing. One hundred twenty dollars or something okay. like that. Okay, that's because there are a, a lot of people. That's that a go
1: good point. Party. Yeah, it is a big, it is a big, um, a big party, and um, I, I guess we should also say that uh, I really don't know how much alcohol costs because I don't drink ever, Ben. You know that, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Rob has never had he what never let alcohol stain his lips i'm not i'm not
1: a sinner of course um that's right (laughs) and and there's and there's no recordings of cinemodities that would uh say anything against that fact um (laughs) um what did you have for snacks i'm well i'm I'm gonna throw it over to you to think while i think as well (laughs) (laughs)
0: um i i didn't you know this is one of course where i I did the same thing i always do which is i forget that i have to do snacks
1: yep yeah yeah (laughs) It's definitely. I, I think I when I like got to the movie theater. Like I said, I saw it at seven p.m. I showed up at like six fifty-five to like you know have my ticket on Fandango, so that was quick. But then get popcorn that type of thing. I know that I sat down, going like, okay, we're doing this for the podcast. I have to think about some snacks. As soon as the trailer started, that was out of my brain.
0: <laughs> uh, I think just you know to kind of mimic your experience and maybe exaggerate your experience at the theater. We should assign seats to people when they come in the restaurant, but we should assign m- multiple people to the same seat.
1: Ooh, okay, okay. Maybe cause some, like, fighting. That, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking um, of which, there were there were these this, these two girls in my theater, and they were there when I showed up. So, I, like I said, I got there, like, right at seven, basically, when I got into the theater, um, into the actual auditorium that was showing the movie, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And these girls were already there, and I sat down, and the trailers started—well, everything's late, so like, Maria Menounos was still on the screen going like, thanks for watching Nuvi, you know, that type of thing. Um,
0: Wouldn't be the movies without Nuvi. Yes,
1: and and Maria Menounos is great, um, but you know, she's she's wonderful, Ben, okay? Don't talk Um, shit about Maria Menounos. She was a pro wrestler at one point, okay? I don't know if you knew that. (laughs) And now we see her on every fucking gas station TV in the United States. That's fame right there. (laughs) When you're pumping your gas, she's yelling at you about some shit i never listened to so she's great she's the first star to come locally to red lights in your area okay (laughs) when you're stopped at a red light her face is in the little tv screen up at that light okay that's where ads come from these days but so while i was in the theater i was sitting there i was starting eating my popcorn whatever you know people came in like more people came to the theater and they went up to these girls in like the row in front of me and they were like oh these you're in our seats and the girls like oh sorry and they moved and it was like, OK, maybe that happened like they thought they bought other seats. They thought like no, one was going to be in these seats. And so they sat there. I've done that before. You know, you had to move and stuff sure. like that, whatever. Um, but then it happened again. The seats they moved to, people came in and were like, you're in our seats. <laughs> so these girls had to move again. <laughs> they just moved another row forward and it was fine. But I thought it was funny that they were they must have been like, God damn it.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I, I would begin to suspect that they did not have tickets at this point. Oh,
1: that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. That they, they might have like snuck in after another movie or something or yes. just, or just popped absolutely. in, you know, from a side door. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Absolutely.
0: If they if they two times in a row picked seats that were that were already, you know, paid for and occupied by someone else, absolutely. They did not pay for their ticket. They that not. is
1: a good point. That is a good point. I also want to mention uh since like I said I bought my tickets through Fandango, which I always do because I'm a Fandango member, so I get my discounts and shit like that. When I bought my tickets, which was pretty early, there were not a lot of seats sold, but I always, like, check, a little, like, the day before or whatever, like, oh, what's this crowd going to look like? And I was, like I said, shocked to see that so many tickets were sold. Somebody bought front row all the way to the right. Like, that seat was taken. Oh, wow. Nobody sat there during the film, during the actual screening. I kept an eye out because I was like, why the fuck would somebody buy that seat? So it was reserved. It was seemingly, like, bought on Fandango, nobody actually showed up in that seat. So I don't know what happened there, but I figured I should mention it because it was fascinating.
0: (laughs) Hopefully they're okay.
1: (laughs) I mean, hopefully they're okay that, you know, in the sense that like they didn't show up to the screening. Hopefully they're also okay for buying that seat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My thought was like, oh, maybe someone bought that to just sleep during the movie or something (laughs) like that. You know, it's like, why would you buy like literally closest to the screen all the way to the right type of thing like you're not seeing a goddamn anything in that maybe seat.
0: they were just like a little bit angry at their mom and they were like i'm gonna waste some of your money <laughs> like not a lot but like some yeah and, and they're, they're like, like i'm gonna buy the card. i'm gonna
1: buy the seat no one else will reserve type of thing that's right yeah
0: um, <laughs> maybe they did that for every theater like every <laughs> movie they were just like every movie showing at this time you're gonna own the f- you know front <laughs> right most
1: purchase seat. out of spite type of thing yeah yeah um, that is fascinating. The only other snack I can think of is that uh, it's not even a snack for the restaurant. We should have something like the um the love lock bridge in our restaurant where people can buy we we will sell locks in our restaurant at an exorbitantly high price just so people can lock them somewhere you know like it's it's like it's just it's it's useless but it's a memento of some sort
0: sure okay i I think that we should. Um... We need to hire somebody to film a reality TV show on his iPhone and have oh him go God. around and like Dude, I even you saying that brings so
1: many thoughts of what we did not discuss that needs to we need to revisit this for. The whole thing of the actress playing the mom and yeah. in the interview I thought he had a vision. Like, I thought he had a vision. I was that moment was so good. <laughs>
0: yeah. <Agreed. laughs> so this guy has a vision.
1: Right on. But I like that. So some some form of weird reality show. Yeah. in our restaurant e- even though this this podcast in a restaurant is some weird form of reality show perfect <laughs> sure. Sure. okay well Man, if it's... you have nothing else Ben um, this this movie is amazing this it's great Super it great. is it lived up to my expectations and more I think and it seems that you're in the same boat um, absolutely um, and also it the first one's called searching this one's called missing great just fucking cool. That's cool. That's Keanu Reeves pulling out a phone that rings immediately. That's cool. I don't know why, but it's fucking cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I'm just curious what the next ones are going to be called. You know, we got they got to come up with more words.
1: Yeah, you and you can't go you can't use an antonym. Like the third one can't be found, you know? I would not like mm-hmm. that. It has no, to be, be it has to be in this in the sense of like searching, missing. You can't call it lost cuz the TV show is called Lost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can't call it like um, gone like Gone Girl's already taken, so you can't call it gone or something like that. Un-
0: unexpectedly absent.
1: <laughs> Tardy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I'm uh I'm not sure. I'm not sure where they're gonna go with the naming, but uh I hope that they keep it up.
1: And and yeah, I think we're both in agreements. So we hope they go somewhere. Absolutely.
0: Well yeah, we yeah, I, I hope they make seven more of these movies. Yes. I, I can't wait uh, And then wait after to they're see. done with those, they make more. Absolutely. I cannot wait to see,
1: after this weekend, uh, because we're recording this on a Saturday, I cannot wait to see, like, on Monday morning, I'm going to check it out, like, what this movie made. Yeah, I really hope, because, like I said, I was shocked. 50 people in my theater. Big turnout on opening day. I'm hoping that over here in Colorado it still, like, like gets a lot of people in, like, a lot of butts in seats type of thing. Mm -hmm. Because this movie, we know by our tricky our talk of the tricky uh hollywood accounting of the or russian accounting of the Basilev's company these movies usually get made for reportedly a million dollars or less so mm-hmm. the pro- the money they make in theaters is basically all profit so they're gonna keep making them i hope this movie does well and they keep making them because man they're doing
0: well the, the lord's work is what you exactly
1: what you're to say. exactly <laughs> <laughs> they are they, the Bazalev screen life universe is the missionaries of our day. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but no, when, when the screen life universe movies hit, they hit. When they miss, they miss hard. Um, yeah. but, but we love them all for some weird reason.
0: <laughs> Except unfriended. Uh,
1: yeah, that is um, Satan's asshole. I guess that's a better transition than any, uh, even though we mentioned it a lot throughout this recording. Ben and I would like to promote, uh, if you liked our discussion on Missing... If if maybe you not even liked it, but you got the sense that, you know, we we left a lot of stuff out. We were missing some thoughts on Missing. Like we said, we'll revisit it. If you want to know more about our thoughts on the Screen Life Cinematic Universe, the other four movies, so Searching, Unfriended, Unfriended, Dark Web, Boogaloo, and uh, Profile, we have episodes on all of them over on the Cinemodities Patreon. So... Link is in the show notes, but it's patreon.com slash cinemodities. You can join for $5 a month, and as soon as you sign up, you get access to not only those episodes, but a slew of episodes about a bunch of other movies that uh, sometimes tie into what we do on the main feed, but also are just Ben and I shooting the shit, talking about some fun movies that uh, we want to talk about, and some movies that we don't really want to talk about, but fans have paid us for. And you can do that, too, at a higher tier to request... And basically force us to talk about movies. I think, Ben, uh, we will talk about anything except things in the Beverly Hills Cop franchise. I think that's, <laughs> that's our steadfast rule, right?
0: <laughs> uh, thus far, that is that is the one we've stuck to. Uh, <laughs> somebody has ad, had that on their list of requests, and we're like, mm.
1: and, and it's Beverly Hills Cop 3. They didn't even request the sequel. <laughs> yeah. No. And and I, I have sent the uh, the message on Patreon to them where it was like, we've talked about everything except Beverly Hills Cup. Do you have any other things you want to send us? And they did, thankfully. So they're uh, acquiescing to our rule. Um, but anything you want to say about the Patreon, Ben?
0: <laughs> I just want to say, if you're looking for fun, you should look no further because you're searching for run.
1: Right on. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I think our one-liner – for our searching an unfriended episode is is uh this time Rob and Ben are searching for a good movie, but then it gets them unfriended. <laughs> yes, <that sounds laughs> I think right. that's. A, I don't know what it is for profile or unfriended Boogaloo, um, to Boogaloo or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it it is great. There's a lot of good episodes on there. There's a lot of tie-ins, and I'm really glad that we get to talk about this new movie, 2023. They're still making basilevs are still making Screen Life movies. We're now five deep in this cinematic universe. Um, we've talked about all of them. This is uh, this is our Marvel, Ben.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, you better you better believe it. I'm gonna watch everything they produce until they start making 15 new series a year. Yeah, I can't
1: keep up with. Thankfully, they're spaced out. And thankfully, Searching and Missing are so good that that keeps us uh, busy in the meantime, right?
0: That's right,
1: that's right. Well, then, other than that, if you have thoughts on the... uh, If you, the listener, have thoughts on uh, the Screen Life Cinematic Universe or the Bazilev's company or just want uh, to, you know, rant at us about anything, harass us at cinemodities at gmail.com. Other than that, Ben, do you have anything you want to pitch?
0: Uh, No, I'm... You know, I mean, obviously, all my apps and shit are still out there, but uh, I think I have got as many users from the Cinemodities crowd as I'm gonna get. <laughs> right so, on, right on. Uh, and, and you know, unless we start putting that advertisement right at the beginning, I don't think it's gonna make any difference. Now, come check out Patreon. The episodes and searching the episode are on good fun. And there's also a Patreon rap, which is what that line is from. Well, I mean, it, it's it is from that, but it's a line I wrote for the, for the rap. <laughs> sure. So,
1: yes. <laughs> I'll
0: have to throw that in go?
1: I don't think I've used that in a few weeks so I'll have to throw that in there for sure. um well, then Ben, the last thing becomes this is always tough for new movies movies that we see in theaters. How do we end this episode? My thought is just I'll take some of the score from the trailer and play it in reverse, maybe as much as I can maybe there'll be some dialogue in reverse, but I mean we don't like. As much as, you know, uh, that's the other thing, is that I actually, like, have the score for Searching because that movie's so good. I, I love the score. I listen to the score regularly. I think in 2021, one of my top 50 of the year was a song from the score of Searching. Uh, we don't have that yet for, for Missing, but I'm figuring there's got to be some music in the uh, in the trailer that we can play in reverse, right?
0: Uh, I would expect so. I guess that's fine for me. Um, if if not, oh, man, I don't know what we would do. Um
1: yeah, the, there's no, like, tie... Like, I can't think of, like, a good song that's not related to the movie that has, like, missing in the title or anything like that. You know, nothing, like, popped into my head in that regard, like, as a as a loose relationship, you know?
0: Just some Colombian music or something, you know?
1: Colombian music! <laughs> I, I actually really like that. I will Google Colombian music and see what I get. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Royalty-free Colombian music.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's exactly what you
1: should do. <laughs> that was actually... I was watching a a Pay Money Webby stream a few – maybe a few days ago, and um, he, he, like – he wanted to play, like, Arabic music, and the thing he Googled to find it – he Googled ISIS music. Oh, God. (laughs) And he played that, and so maybe I'll Google, like, Colombian cartel music and see what I get. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody, get excited for that. You're about to hear some of that in reverse. (laughs)